Congresswoman Bono has her breasts exposed in a photo. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, January 9th, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 268. This is No Agenda. Celebrating National Slavery Month here at the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, and Gitmo Nation West in the People's Republic of Southern California in the morning. I am the former Soviet spy known as Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's more than cold, it's chilly. I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Uh, in the morning to you, John. In the morning to you and in the morning to all ships at sea and all the boots on the ground. And foots in the ocean, wings in the skies, astronauts manning the moon and Mars base stations, hams on the air and human resources everywhere. And, of course, uh, everybody in the chat room at noagendachat.net, all charged up and ready to go the way your government loves you. And before we start, John, big thanks to uh, the human resources who have been totally rocking it the past uh, uh, the past couple days. We've got uh, the new stream up. I think it's even connected now to the Pocket No Agenda app. We've got a brand new uh, web chat uh, interface that has, uh, it's like, it, Mibit is gone now, so now we have, like, a, some cool thing that really works well and has the, the streaming stuff right in it. Mm. It's at uh, noagendachat.net, and uh, it's great. Yeah, everyone's been working really hard. And uh, where were you, by the way? I was in Chile. I uh, lost the wages. <laughs> we were working, Gitmo man. Nation, uh, <laughs> yeah, chapstick. <laughs> when did you get back? You need a lot of chapstick down there. Yeah. When did you get back? I got back yesterday, uh, late yesterday, and mm. staggered home, and the house is freezing. Of we course, had, it's we, been we had people in the chat room like trying to hook you up with a hooker because they felt so bad that you couldn't find any. There were, you know, it was weird. I mean, I didn't even see him in the hotel. <laughs> what? Well, you know, some hotels that apparently, I don't know what the new rules are because I don't go to Vegas as much as I used to. But, you know, they used to be in the olden days. There used to be hookers all over town. They used to be wandering around. Mm-hmm. And then they, but there were the high expensive hookers were available. Uh, you could find them if you were, if you had nothing but money. Um like at Caesar's Palace, you'd see them. They'd be all over there. I didn't see any. There's none been there, none there recently. And uh, the last time I looked, which was like three or four years ago, there was a bunch of hookers roaming around the uh, MGM Grand uh, Casino, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't see anybody. Were they wearing uh, Were they wearing badges or Hi, my name's Debbie. I'm a hooker. How did you know that they were hookers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they actually have this little badge, and it said, "Well, Hi. it wasn't Debbie. It was." It was Raven. Uh, oh. <laughs> and, uh, hi, I'm Raven. I'm a hooker. Yes. But, but anyway, so, but the one thing that was going on well, regarding this sort of thing, and by the way, I'm a happily married man. I don't need hookers. But I, I, but I like to chat with them. I, you know, anyway. I, I, when I lived in Amsterdam, I grew up in Amsterdam, and it was the most normal thing of, uh, normal course of back in the day, by the way, when they were Dutch. And, uh, you'd walk home and you'd walk through the alleyway and there'd be, uh, uh, you know, Ali and Sean and Sean that's S-J-A-A-N not Sh- Sean isn't Sean John uh, and you'd say hi and you'd chat for a second you keep on walking and everyone knew each other it was, it was like uh, saying hi to your uh, your uh, butcher so the, so the one thing they are doing they have these little cards I collected as, a few of them because I think they'll be a nice post <laughs> but uh, these the Mexican kids are hanging out all over the place and they're handing out these cards that say call Jesse for, you know, a good time with her phone number and sometimes right. the price is on the card. Price is on the card. Yeah, right. $44, $50, what? $120. That's all? 
No, there were some cheap, there were some $75 deals. Special. <laughs> special for sure. Early bird special. <laughs> anyway, there's all these cars going around and the pictures of these girls supposed Oh. Oh, hold on. And these they're business cards now. There's business card size things. They're not big giant cards. Right. And they're then on one side there's one girl and you flip the business card over, it's a full color photo, and there's another girl on the other side of the card. I think these are collectible. Oh yes, of course they are. <laughs> and you've collected them all for the set. No, I didn't collect as many as I'd like to, but I could imagine <laughs> making a wall hanging. Those are in the, in the quite entertaining. In uh, Gitmo Nation East in London, where they used to have uh, telephones in the phone box, the uh, well-known British icon of the red box. Uh, that's pretty much where you find the business cards now. There's no phone in there. It's just a place just to go girls pick up cards. Yeah, cook, yeah, hooker cards. Not just girls, by the way. Yeah. Anyway, um um it is uh good to have you back on a on a reasonable connection john happy about that yeah well that was on a you know hotel connection it was a mess the whole uh, at&t net went down completely you couldn't get on i couldn't even get a phone call out mm. let alone um uh, you know anything else i mean you could do some texting with at&t if you had an at&t because everyone came into town they all had iphones so they blew up the at&t right, system and right. people with verizon had no problem whatsoever right and uh but it was weird because the hotel completely lost its wi-fi it was just course, shot yeah, like they had a hard yeah, it's like they, like this happens every single time every year and it's not like it can yeah be and well, here's the deal this, this is the future and they can't <laughs> handle it welcome to it <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the future. It sucks. Yeah. Hey, if only there were some news to talk about. That's yeah, it was been a pretty sucking, slow week except for going, the shooting. Except for the, uh, what, what are they calling it now? Uh, some alliteration. Uh, not uh, terror in Tucson. Is it terror in Tucson or tragedy? I, tragedy in Tucson. Wait a minute. Tragedy in Tucson. Tragedy in Tucson. Yeah, it's all over before, the shows. Before we get to that story, let's get a couple other things cleared out. Okay. Mainly because I have it on my screen. Good. Uh, and and uh, Eric DeShill mentioned this to me this morning. But, you know, they, they're going after, you know, the, the government's finally taking a shot at WikiLeaks. Oh, with the Twitter stuff, at, you mean? Sorry? With the Twitter stuff, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So they're, so they're hit. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so they, they're going after Twitter. Mm-hmm. They want their Twitter records, but they want their bank and subscription records. I'm thinking, do these people even use Twitter? I, I think that's a uh, like a standard. I read that. I read the subpoena. I think it's a standard request uh, that they. That this is the document that they'll send to Google when they're going to get your Gmail, which is why I'm off of it and run my own mail server. So they'll have to send that request to me uh, as as on my own uh, mail provider. But it's just a standard form, standard yeah, question. Yeah, well, obviously it's something yeah. stupid about it. But yeah. but so they, I was told this morning that they're going to go after, they're going to at least look at the six hundred thirty-five thousand followers. <laughs> well, that would include me. Well, you know that's why I went to. That's why I have this up on the screen because I went to WikiLeaks because I didn't know if I was a follower. Oh, okay. and it turns out that I'm not. So oh. you're under. You're going to be. I'm under, under investigation. Uh, I'm we'll under. take a look and see what the differences are between you and me in the well, in the weeks uh, to come. I got a better idea. Why don't I unfollow and you follow and let's see how that goes. I'm not going to touch this thing with a ten foot pole. I got nothing. I don't uh, want to deal with it. No. But I what I did get what was funny was similar to WikiLeaks. You know that you get the if you're following them, there's something oh, right. similar. A recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. So they got the Open Rights Group. Down with tyranny. <laughs> 
disinformation and, and Rachel Kevin Paulson. I was and Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I don't know what Kevin Paulson's doing on there, really? poor guy. Who, who is Kevin Paulson? Kevin Paulson's the hacker who uh, there's a bunch of news stories about him and he's with the Wired magazine. He's he's the guy who was busted years ago for being one of the early thrown in jail for being a hacker. Type. Oh, I, think, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Or either I don't know if he No, he it wasn't he the 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 guy who released the code to crack uh, uh, encryption? I don't think that was... It might have been. It could be. Whatever the case is, his, re- his real notoriety came from the fact that he hacked a, uh, <clears throat> a phone switch and he could win uh, uh, all those Los Angeles... Comp- you know, oh, the, ra- ju- the, the, the radio... Third caller <laughs> wins the Ford! No. <laughs> yeah, third caller. Yeah, right. So he won like five or six, you know, multi-thousand dollar deals in a row. Yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a business. We could look into that. Well, I don't know. How did we how did we do today? Let's see if we have to get into the radio station competition business. Uh, we're okay. Good. So let's get into some stories. What what have you f- discovered? Well, let's thank some producers first. I wanted to do that before we roll on. I'm sorry. Is that did I throw you for a loop there? It's, we've only been doing yeah, it for two hundred. We've only been job. doing it for two hundred and sixty-seven episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just a matter of the page that's. Well, on the while screen. you bring that up, let me do a quick PR mention to Sigma, uh, who you'll find in the chat room at noagendachat.net. Is Sigma who has uh, updated yet again the Linux bat signal. Of course, we have a bat signal on the iPhone with the Pocket No Agenda app. Uh, looking for the, the 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 Android platform doesn't really have push notification which uh, makes it kind of hard to do a bat signal, but someone should do some form of bat signal. Maybe, you know what, screw it. I'm going to put a bat signal in the, in the uh, Big App Show app. That would be kind of funny. People thinking that, hey, what did, something just happened there. And the thing is a new uh, Big App Show episode, but it'll be for no agenda. I'm going to do that. No, wait, is this, you go over this again? Uh, forget about it. So the, there's a bat signal for Linux boxes. You know what the bat there signal is? You know what the bat signal is, right? No. Yes, you do. The, oh. No, I know what a bat signal is, but I don't know what it is for Linux boxes. Well, you know what it, you know what our bat signal is. Well, again, we've been only using it for a couple hundred. Yeah, episodes. yeah, I know. Okay. But what's it got to do with Linux boxes? Well, if you have a Linux box, there is an app that you can load on it, which uh, you can get from uh, GitHub. It's the No Agenda bat signal. And uh, when when I send out the bat signal, that either a there is a show going on, or b your ultimate demise is likely, which we can also use the bat signal for, then your Linux box will chirp. Or or alert you in some way. Also at the really? re- at, yes. Also at the request of Mr. Oil, there is now an accompanying IRC bot. When the Linux bat signal is received, it forwards it to the IRC bot, which will echo it across all channels it is loaded in. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, this is great. This actually works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a Linux box? Have you tried it? I uh, no, I haven't. I have a Linux box. I have not tried it, but I know it works. Huh. I know people who have that used pretty it. cool. No, we've got all kinds of cool stuff like that. Yeah, I know we do. We actually have more cool stuff than any other show. You know, we also have Doug in the chat room now. Doug? Doug? Yeah, Doug the, 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 Doug yeah. the Blackbird? Yeah, so Doug is now our newsreader. He reads the uh, Ministry of Truth news every hour on the stream. Can you, can you play a little bit of Doug? Sure, hold on a second. <laughs> you put me on the spot, but yeah, hold on a second. Let me... Uh... I wasn't expecting that. Let me go, go to my uh, download. Well, uh, while you're doing that, I can mention well, the uh, is, executive producers. Here it is. You know, here's, uh, here's a bit of Doug. This is Doug with your Gitmo Nation news headlines directed <laughs> from the Ministry of Truth. 
Nine year old. <laughs> there you go. That's Doug. I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah. And he also announces the songs and he does all kinds of cool stuff. The Doug. Ministry of Truth. <laughs> all right. Let's start with our uh, executive producer for this show is uh, Kevin Liang. That's how you pronounce it. From Richmond, British Columbia. Happy New Year. Donation night layaway for the Sunday show has been sent your way. Thanks for the hard work and hope 2011 is a good year for No Agenda. I've got a douchebag trifecta call out. He gave us $300, so I suppose we can do that easily enough. Okay. My friends refuse to listen to the show and mock it. Oh, no. Yes. Jeff Brutalmaster uh, Himstra. 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 So we give him a... a Douchebag. Right. Yeah, he's a douchebag. Justin Cheap, North Korean bastard Choi. <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> and Colin, Queen of Athabasca. What is that? Elliot. Doesn't sound good. Douchebag. <laughs> Whatever it is, doesn't no, sound like you want to be called it. <laughs> no, it doesn't sound good at all. It sounds like some something terrible. All right. Anyway, thank you, uh, Kevin. Arid, uh, we have uh, two uh, associate executive producers, and also exclusive members of the 268 Club. Ooh, double up, eh? Uh, cool. Black Knight Eridadarian uh, from Trabuco Canyon, California, 268. Hi, guys. want to thank you for making good on the challenge coins. Eric's been, uh, been a great help replacing uh, coins that were never delivered. The donations to help, op help, help offset some of the additional costs the show has incurred. Have a great thank 2011 Eridadarian. Mission Viejo, actually. Uh, sir, uh, is, that, is that not Sir Era? It's Sir, Sir Era, sorry. Uh, Black Knight, Sir Era. And also Sir Charles Jordan of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, joined the 268 Club. He wants to call out Don Parker as a douchebag. Douchebag! Uh, and he also has the best Mai Tai. You can find it at the Foundation. It says Foundation R, foundationar.com. Mm -hmm. He has an extra 101010 coin number 130, and we'll mail it to the rightful owner. If anybody out there ordered number 130. Uh, Noah Cutler, a, a exec, associate executive producer from Austin, Texas, 22222. Please mention my brother-in-law, Brad Meltzer's new thriller novel, The Inner Circle. He researched it with the help of the Department of Homeland Security and a former U.S. president and uses the <laughs> backdrop of of the National Archives. It's got a lot of things No Agenda listeners will enjoy. Go to bradmeltzer.com for details and his tour dates. He's going to be down in He's L.A. Be on tour. Cool. Oh, that's nice. A book tour. That's miserable. <laughs> and Brad Meltzer's decoded on history on the History Channel. Hitting stuff in the mouth. Thank you very much, uh, Noah Cutler. And that's K-U-T-T-L-E-R, right? Cutler? Right. Okay, yeah. Just and those are our executive producers for today's Wonderful episode 268. Well, we appreciate that. You know that these are official credits. Um, you can list yourself as an executive producer or associate executive producer for a No Agenda Show 268. It's an official credit. Unlike those pussies in Hollywood, we'll actually vouch for you. Everybody else, human resources, propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. It literally is National Slavery Month, John. Yeah, I heard that. Did you not know that? Did you? Uh... No, I did. I did know. It is National Slavery Month. It is also, um, I believe, it is National 
uh, Beware of Stalker Month. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I, I'm still confused how that can happen, how, how that works. I, I thought if you have a month, it's just the month is the month of the thing, whatever it is. It can't be more, right? Yeah, it's, well, uh, it's, why not? it's National Stalking Awareness Month. I, I think they should have some... Uh, I like it. They're going to have multiple months uh, or multiple what? entries for a single and, month. I think there's going to be some good contradictory ones. <laughs> well, I think the whole idea of National Stalking Awareness Month is pretty creepy. <laughs> I mean, it who, is pretty Who creepy. comes up with that and says, hey, I got a great idea. Let's run this all the way up to the White House and have the president sign... Uh, a declaration that we have to beware of stalkers. Isn't that yeah. kind of, isn't that, well, kind of that would weird? include the Justice Department, it seems to me, if they're going to start looking at everyone to subscribe to the feed from WikiLeaks on Twitter. Stalking is a serious and pervasive crime that affects millions of Americans each year in communities throughout our country, says our president. Did you know that? Uh, yes, I did. Though we have gained a better understanding of stalking and its prevalence since the passage of the Violence Against Women Act in 1994. Oh, I guess men don't get stalked. Apparently not. This dangerous and criminal behavior is still often mischaracterized as harmless. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right on. Right on. Uh, I have, so, uh... I, I just let me read this. I love the way he says it. I have, in witness whereof, I have hereunto set my hand this 21st day of December in the year of our Lord, 2010, and of the independence of the United States of America, the 235th. That's how I'm going to, uh, that's going to be my email signature. From now on, this is the thing he signed for just a simple thing of anti-stalking. Oh no, it's it, can they simplify it? No, it's really long. I mean, the whole thing is long. What's but the point, but the, no, I mean the whole thing. The whole thing actually at the bottom, he's got his whole email signature. Now, therefore, I, Barack Obama, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority <laughs> vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim. January 2011 is National Stalking Awareness Month. I call on all Americans to learn to recognize the signs of stalking, acknowledge stalking as a serious crime, and urge those impacted not to be afraid to speak out or ask for help. Let us also resolve to resolve to support victims and survivors and to create communities that are secure and supportive for all Americans. And then we get the whole, I have hereunto set my hand. This. Yeah, well, they should shut down Facebook then. <laughs> hey, I, I got to speak up. The president told me, hey, I'm being stalked by Facebook. <coughs> Shut it down. Yeah, good point. Thank you, John. Mm. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, nah, nothing oh, going on. Since I mentioned Facebook, I want to get a clip out of the way. I should have got out of the way on the Thursday show. Oh, shoot. <clears throat> oh, clip right off the bat. What you got, bro? Uh, so I'm, I'm at I'm at a, a dinner, and I'm talking to a guy. He says, you know, I don't know. Something's got to be done about Facebook. The thing is a plague. <laughs> uh, it's just a horrible It's a horrible social construct. It's ruining and, the country. And who was and I, this? Who? He says, what? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to. He probably doesn't want to be named. <laughs> okay. But anyway, he says, "What can be done to stop it?" And I says, "I don't. Wouldn't even worry about it. It's going to stop itself." And he says, "How's that?" Play the clip. If it now seems as though everyone and their grandmother is now on Facebook, a new study shows that actually might be true. Turns out that the fastest growing group on the social network is aged 74 or older. Yeah. And older <laughs> web surfers are also getting increasingly hip to online shopping and news. <laughs> That's right. It'll be all over. <laughs> Granny's on. Hey, right. what kids are going to be on Facebook if they know that fact? Yeah, really. Well, I hope they publicize that a lot. I, I think this is the beginning. 
We should play that clip more often. Okay. Uh, we'll put it in the heavy rotation bin. I'll have Doug announce it. <laughs> Actually, that'd be great for Doug to announce that. <laughs> it even, Doug even said, now playing on No Agenda, Facebook.mp3. Cool. So, uh, in light of the fact that more and more weird information is coming out about MITRE and other anomalies out there, Gee, it seems as though a distraction of the week appeared before us without any prompting whatsoever. Yeah. A, a, a tragic one, I might add, but still a distraction. It was, uh, and, and I, I'd like to preface, uh, so this, of course, is regarding the uh, uh, tragedy, <laughs> tragedy in Tucson. Um, first of all, let me say I'm the crackpot, and so when I say that, you know, whether this is MK Ultra or whatever it is, regardless of what happened, what has what took place with the entire ministry of truth and how we were inundated with this as the most important thing in the entire world like this is the tragedy the president coming out and 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 doing a, a, an immediate news conference this is so horrible it's just and and how it's being misused is despicable whereas the president could have come out and said uh, you know i feel really bad for the Friends and family of Sergeant Jose Rosado, or perhaps uh, of uh, Jose Arioyo, or perhaps Lance Corporal Hataik, or perhaps uh, Sergeant Michael Beckerman, or perhaps uh, Corporal Nguyen, or perhaps Sergeant Meisner, and all people who died in the past week in Iraq and Afghanistan. No, no, no. He's, he's got to go on and say, oh, it's so horrible that my friend uh, got shot. I'm sorry, it just doesn't cut it for me. It pisses me off, and, I, and it's wrong. It makes no sense. It makes plenty of sense. Well, for, yeah, for his agenda, it makes sense. And what about our, what about our news, huh? It's so funny, because I was watching CNN. You know how I love to watch um, the weekend crew, because it's always hilarious. Yeah. And they, and they had some old douchebag. I don't know who his, what his name is, um, but this... Uh, you know, I was I noticed that too. CNN. What's funny? But before you go on with that, I want to mention Fox on the weekends usually has these boneheads on, but they brought in all their heavy hitters. Well, no, th- this is this is what happened: is both Fox and CNN brought in all their heavy hitters as soon as they could. Yeah. Well, they, the funny thing was, I think they, you know, that Megan uh, news reader, that the good-looking blonde, yeah, that you yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you yeah, mentioned yeah. all the time. Yeah. Apparently, they brought her in off the street. She was so made up. She had <laughs> bright red, glossy lipsticks. I mean, she had, you know, hot stockings. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was, it was actually, it was almost as if they knew it was going to happen. So they had this like backup dude uh, who they brought in for uh, for CNN, and and he, he's one of these guys that like. You know, even though he's doing show business news, he's he's really trying hard to make it sound like um, very important. Um, so tell me um, this news regarding Lindsay Lohan, and and I literally saw him around you know maybe nine thirty a.m. doing a segment, of, you know, so like some showbiz news segment. Like why did, why did they bring this douchebag in? And I I hadn't I don't think I might have seen him you know as like some veteran reporting dude. Um, and then all of a sudden, this big news hit. I was like, "Wow, he must be loving this. He must have a he must have a big chubby under the desk there." And then I saw that Fox was you know they did their schedule, their lineup, and they brought in Geraldo to come in late at night, and everyone was coming in. And then CNN brought in Blitzer, and everyone was all over this. I'm like, okay, you know, 
It's like was is, was this ratings week? Did we miss something? Was there a reason reason for that? No, no. Mm. They were all on call or something. I guess they have a pager. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Must come into office immediately. So, uh, what, you interrupted me. Oh, I was going to say, like, how bad is it? NPR reported that uh, the governor, uh, the governor, the uh, congresswoman was shot dead. That's NPR. Oh, good work. Yeah, great work, guys. And it's like, oh, no, she isn't dead. And then it's like she got shot through and through the head, and then she's awake, she's asleep, and nobody has any real information. And meanwhile, the guy who actually matters in, in this, and of course everybody matters when there's something horrible like this, is John Roll, this this federal judge who did get killed. Yeah. yeah he's all, there's all kinds of stuff going on with him. He... Um, well, first of all, he's been uh, a, a, a judge for like 40 years or something. Uh, he's a Bush judge. He's a, well, he's also a, a, a Lucy judge when, when Janet Napolitano was, uh, was there. And I got this. Well, they're all saying that there's just a coincidence he was there. Talking about rambling reporting, I do have a clip of Shepard Smith. This is about, I'd say, a third of the way into the story. Where Shepard Smith was, who's the here's their main news anchor that was obviously brought in off the street. Surely you mean, tr- surely you mean Shep Smith. Shep Smith. Yes. He was brought in off the street to uh, carry the load, and he had nothing to say uh, except a lot of vagaries. And it, but it's kind of interesting because he actually reported on the fact that he has nothing to report on, and I thought it was as good a ramble as anybody oh. could possibly deliver. I'm sorry, John. Just got to uh, start something here for some reason. My uh what are, uh, here we are. Here's Shep. Uh, which one is it? Rambling Shepherd Smith. <laughs> of all the Shep Smith clips you you gave me, oh man, what is going on here? <sighs> you know, you you work with this stuff for days and it works fine. Of uh, Pima County, Clarence Dupnick, Dupnick. Uh, speaking with. Uh, he says he's a little deaf. Dup- uh, he came up with a lot of information tonight, man. We got filled in in many ways. Some updates in case you're just joining us. The shooting in Arizona today, a congresswoman, a federal judge, a nine-year-old, on and on. Uh, here's what we learned. They have reason to believe, well, they are not <laughs> convinced that he acted alone. They have a suspect. They know they have the only... Yeah, that's known as a handler, Shep. Only gunman, the only person who fired bullets today. We were told by witnesses earlier that there was an exchange of gunfire between someone in the crowd or some sort of law enforcement officer didn't happen uh so many times people think they hear and see something at a crime scene but they didn't in this case the the police confirmed there was no exchange of gunfire whatsoever i actually i saw him uh roll into like this well you know he had a myspace page it was taken down of course uh, myspace is uh i wish i'd recorded that uh, MySpace is just like uh, Facebook, uh, but only it's not. But, of course, uh, MySpace is uh, owned by the same parent company as uh, Fox, but uh, MySpace page, it's like, he was, he was just like on and on and on. It's like, say something that's useful. I never realized, this. I, don't, I never liked this character, but I, I never realized how good he is at killing time. <laughs> Uh, in in a way that's a little more interesting than the Los Angeles news reporters who just can't seem to come up with anything to say. Smith, at least, he says nothing here, by the way, but he does it in a way that it makes you think he's saying something. He's quite good at this. Well, this, that's what he gets paid for. He yeah, is, he is he very good a lot. He's very good at it. He had a gun with an extended magazine. They, he said it was semi-automatic. I haven't seen it. If you have a problem with what he said is semi-automatic, call him. Yeah, whatever. 
So did you uh, notice that the nine-year-old child uh, who was murdered uh, was born on 9-11-2001? Wow. Yeah, it's one of those uh, in-your-face type things where you go, wow. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. So, I so know. here's the thing: that this Smith report goes on and on and on. You, which you don't have to play because it's it just basically what you're saying. <laughs> no, but I see two but, minutes and thirty four seconds left. No, not going to play it. You're but right. <laughs> play this because this is the chef Shep Smith on the army and finding out why clip. And tell me if you notice kind of an anomaly in here that is like, oh, we have a script and and, oh, right. and somebody would say. Hey, Shepard, uh, that part of it you're not supposed to tell anyone. Attack. A few more things that happened while you were listening to them. Here are some other things we were learning uh, in the background. We, we've told you a number of times today that this suspect, the 22-year-old man, uh, was in, and there he is, he was in uh, Phoenix being trained to go into the military. Well, we've been able to confirm the following. Quote, the Army has confirmed that the suspect was never in the United States Army. He attempted to enlist in the Army, but was rejected for service. Why? Well, in accordance with the Privacy Act, we will not discuss why he was rejected. <laughs> That's the statement from the United States Army, attributed to the United States Army. Will we find out why he was rejected? Uh-huh. Someone will leak that. We'll have that at some point ah! soon. <laughs> hey, that's, so first of all, I did catch that. and that, I didn't hear anyone else report that bit about the army uh but i like that someone will leak that <laughs> yeah how does he know this because that's how it works is it because they always leak it or is it because he knows they're gonna leak it why would you say that he said will we find out uh-huh uh-huh yeah he goes uh-huh what time is the leak that leak will be at 2 30 this afternoon in the later news hour i mean give me a break it's coming up so in other words, they haven't leaked it yet because we don't know quite what bullcrap story they're going to come up with. Right. Right. Anyway, the whole there's there's a lot of bullcrap that surrounds this whole thing and the reporting of it and everything in between. Well, it's just the way it's being misused uh, to talk about homegrown terror. About oh yeah, no, I I oh. agree. This is the real problem that this thing, in fact, play the sheriff on free speech. And to me, this is this is the key comment made by this Dubnik uh, dipshit sheriff from the area. And he, he can come to the microphone now. But let me just say one thing, because uh, people tend to poo-poo this business about all the vitriol that we hear inflaming the American public by people who make a living off of doing that. That that may be free speech. But it's not without consequences. You hear that, Curry and Dvorak? Shut up, slaves. Mimi mentioned to me that up in the Port Angeles newspapers are already, they're, they're allowing comments on some of the stories, and this, all the stories about this situation. Blame Glenn Beck. Oh, yeah, no, it's, there's, there's, there's two, there's Glenn Beck, but then there's the whole Sarah Palin angle because of that image that she had with the crosshairs. Right, the sh yeah, Sarah Palin is being. I, I, Behar was blaming. But, but that, uh, that was out, that was out uh, almost immediately. I was like, "What? What are they talking about? Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin?" Like, and I had to go and and find click on links. Like, oh my god, that that's what that's what they're saying is the blame. It's like this kid saw that picture, saw the crosshairs, and and of course uh, the Huffington Post is now like, "Oh, they took the picture down. Let's go down there. Complicit, they're guilty. They took it out." <laughs> so how hard is it to to become a congressman or congresswoman how long what how hard is it how hard is it to become a congresswoman 
it's not easy because you usually have to work your way through the party ranks to get to the point where the party will support you so you can actually run. Well, I disagree but with you. you. I disagree. If you had enough money, you could run. Out I of disagree. The I disagree. You're wrong. Because uh, if you are the widow of a congressman, you become congresswoman. Apparently, automatically. Did you know that? No, that's bull crap. Oh, yeah? Well, Mary yeah. Bono you Mac... You get elected as you can get elected, but you, can't, you don't inherit the okay. job. Congresswoman Mary Bono Mac, widow of Sonny Bono. Yes. She, yeah, be- she became it? the congresswoman when Sonny Bono died. She didn't become the congresswoman when Sonny Bono died. She was given that by the governor. When he died. Yeah, but it was it wasn't that she got it automatically by birthright. No, I, okay, right. But you know what I'm saying? It's like what, and they and they didn't have to give it to her by any means. They didn't have to, but she received it. Yeah, that's so true. she's so so on the same weekend she is so happy right now because she is in the middle of a huge scandal. There are pictures oh. of her, pictures of her and her biggest donor, uh, billionaire Edra Blixeth. Licking her breasts. <laughs> Congresswoman Bono has her breasts exposed in a photo? Uh, well, she's like uh, cleavage and then uh, this uh, woman, uh, Edra Blixeth. Oh, Edra's a woman? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's, oh. It's, it's, it's like a lesbian thing. Oh, it's a lesbian dress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she's in pictures uh, licking her breasts. And uh, Radar Online broke this news this weekend, and I bet they're bummed. Oh, man. We had they the are, wrong congresswoman. I would be totally bummed. I missed the story completely. You got me on this one. That's another point for you. You're now ahead in this day, today's show. Could, went to nothing. I could just see someone at the uh, at, at Radar Online. Get Mel Gibson off the homepage. We've got uh, Mary Mary Bono Mac with her breast being. By the they way, should have put the story off for a yeah, week. For a, by the way, she's cougary hot. She is. Uh, well, Who, Bono or the other woman? No, Bono. Well, the other woman is, is actually kind of looks a little dikey. I mean. I I think this is just one of those like, you know, kind of like those uh, like oh we're gonna we're gonna pretend to make out, but uh, Bono is. Uh, That's one mother I'd like to. F- she's hot. She got implants, I think. I would think. Yeah, but she's hot. You know, and, and, yeah, she's probably had a lot of work done. How old is she? Um, I don't know. Does it matter? Well, no, it doesn't matter. But I just like to know because if she's if she looks like the hot. We well, should take a look. Go to, go to she's seventy. Go to, radar, say, go to radar online. And you can see her boobies being licked. So, but you, literally, these guys were like, so I can tell they were so happy. Like, ah, we're gonna break this story. Big scandal on the hill, and then this happens. Yeah, no, that would be a very annoying if you're especially <laughs> your scoop oriented uh, operation. Yeah, huh. <laughs> I know. That's what I went. I went like, oh, you losers. <laughs> it's funny. So anyway, so this was totally used as a distraction. It's going to be uh, misused for uh, homegrown terror. It's going to be used for uh, f- uh, shut up, slave. You can't talk. Uh, you can't talk yeah. dissent. Anti- it's going to be used yeah. for all kinds of stuff. Sheriff like on that. free speech. You know. You know. Free speech has its consequences. Yeah. That's the. That's the. That's the whole. That's me. yeah. Well, free speech does have its consequences. Not yeah, does it does. It. Yeah, that's right. Your point Getting is douchebags like that out of office. Yeah. <laughs> that's the main consequence. Yeah. But uh, really, well, some, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I mean, there's nothing we can say, and there's really not more much more we can say about this. I mean, you can make all kinds of assertions, and there's all kinds of. I put a ton of links in the show notes, of course, noagendashow.com under two tth. 
as in two to the head. But again, the whole fact that uh, it's all about the congresswoman and not about the judge who actually is dead uh, is bothersome. And of course, you know, oh, we've delayed the whole vote on the, re- the so-called repealing. Yeah, of the I don't get that. Here, I, I actually have that clip from Shepard Smith and Shep Smith, everybody. You got to Shep, Shep Smith here on repealing the legislation, uh, delaying the vote. One more thing. Uh, there was legislation that was scheduled for this week in the United States Congress. Republicans were going to vote on uh, the health care bill and whether to, whether to repeal it in the United States House of Representatives. Now, it wouldn't have been repealed because the Senate would not have done that because it's Democrat-controlled and the, and the president certainly has the veto power. Nevertheless, Republicans are going to vote on this, and it was widely believed that it was probably going to be struck down in the U.S. House of Representatives. That's not going to happen now. Uh, the majority leader, Eric Cantor, announced this afternoon... Uh, that health care bill and all other votes will be postponed in the House of Representatives the entire week due to the Gifford shooting. Uh, they called it the Gifford shooting because obviously she's a member of their body. And further, uh, because they want to take any action necessary, and that's a quote on, uh, on what may, because of what happened there. Um, couldn't, he have, couldn't he have said that in one sentence? There was another thing that really bothered me. The president came out. And I don't think I've ever, maybe I just, I've never noticed it before, um, but where he did this speech was right under a huge picture of Abraham Lincoln, who was, of course, uh, assassinated. And I, I, I don't know, it had, I woke up at like 4.30 oh, this morning and went That's like, a good catch. is that a good message? Catch. Was that a message somehow? I mean, it subtle, does, maybe some subconscious thing. Yeah, where, where, what, what room is this? It looked like a different room than normal, actually, to be Yeah, and why would you honest. do that there with that image? Yeah, you know, so it, it, it was subtle and maybe I'm just, but you know, it woke me up at, Four this morning. I'm like, hmm. Boing. <laughs> that's exactly what, what, that's exactly what happens. Like, ah, this is this is what my life has become. This is how bad it is. Wait a minute. I know. Did I think what I saw? Did I see what I think I saw? It's exactly what it. Well, and there was more. So we had uh, in the same weekend we had the incendiary packages sent to uh, Lucy Napolitano. Which means, and this was a rudimentary device. Of course, immediately we know it's not a uh, uh, t- uh, Muslim terrorist, Islamists, uh, radical Islamists. We know no, that it's somehow. Homegrown guy. It's homegrown. Well, here's the report that blew me away from the LA Times, and it's all in the headline Incendiary packages might be part of, quote, vendetta. I'm like, oh my God, could you try and make it? I mean, that's, that is so sneaky. That is the whole V for Vendetta thing. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. And they put it in quotes, not not like Vendetta as in the word, but it's quoted, meaning that it's supposed to stand out and say something. So Vendetta would be V for Vendetta would be uh, crazy kooks who uh, vote for Ron Paul and listen to No Agenda. (laughs) So uh, it's just, that's bad. It's It's not okay that this is happening. Yeah, well, it's, we, it's nothing that we haven't predicted. Well, here's, uh, so, uh, and then I keep seeing these things pop up, uh, these PSAs now are popping up everywhere. Did you buy the flashlight and the batteries? Yes. Did you make sure we're not missing anything in the first aid kit? Yep. Did you go through the plan with the kids again? Yes. The more you prepare today, the more you'll be able to reduce the devastating effects of a tornado, an earthquake, a power outage, or any other disaster. 
Get a kit, make a plan, be informed. Visit ready.gov. Shut up, slaves. Be ready for terror. Something bad's going to happen. This is the PSAs your government is running. <clears throat> Doesn't sound very... So just uh, in case there's a power outage... Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. You know, the, the earthquake thing is always amusing. I'm going to give some people some earthquake tips. Can I, can I, so, b- before you get into that, uh, well, I, I have the, I think I have the reason why this distraction was grasped so readily. I mean, did you find anything? I found something. Did you find anything? What? I found something. I found something. Don't look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that. I can't believe that you didn't, uh, didn't pick up on this. I, I may have picked up on it. Uh, there I was, did pick up on it. You picked up on it. Huge news. Huge news came out just before the weekend, and Senator Charles Grassley uh, was all over it, and he actually appeared on uh, Anderson 360, keeping him honest. Yeah, did you notice he's keeping him honest, John? Anderson's yeah. keep, keeping him honest. <laughs> keeping him honest. Uh, this was huge news. This was news that started in 2008, I believe, then in July, hey, stop, stop! Why is he keeping honest? <laughs> he's keeping them. It's them. Who's them? It's them. It's keep, he's keeping them honest. If he interviews you, he's keeping you honest. He's just keeping somebody honest. It's, it's what he does, except when it comes to Haiti. But that's another story. So uh, Charles Grassley uh, was—he uh, got this report, and uh, we we reported on this briefly. But now it turns out it's gotten a little bit worse. This is regarding the uh, pornography. That uh, was being uh, downloaded and purchased, apparently, at the Pentagon and the NSA. You remember these reports, John? Yeah, this is from some months back. We reported on this one. Yeah, it July, July. But actually, uh, the report was uh, regarding 2008. But it wasn't just any old pornography, John. It was child pornography. And it wasn't just a couple employees it was 5,200 employees suspected of viewing and purchasing child pornography in the Pentagon and NSA. This doesn't sound believable. Senator Grassley, you were told that 5,200 Defense Department employees had allegedly purchased child porn, and yet you're saying only 3,500 of those names were cross-checked by defense investigators to see if they were really DOD personnel. That's mind-boggling. Why weren't all of them cross-checked? Well, we don't have an answer to that question, but it's quite obvious that the other 1,700 should have been cross-checked, and that's one of the answers to my questions that I want answered, and uh, the implication of our question is they ought to be cross-checked. Uh, we ought to find out, because we're talking about not just general pornography here. We're talking about child pornography, and child uh, pornography, taking that down, is a crime. Uh, and also, it's a, it, there's an added factor here. Did he say taking that down is a crime? Did he mean well, down- that What he meant was downloading. Downloading, okay. Considering the fact that there's a lot of uh, secured information, national security information, that the world shouldn't know, that a lot of times uh, foreign operatives will use uh, this sort of criminal activity uh, to blackmail to get information. This, by the way, what he's saying there is absolutely true, and that's what's going on that I know for pretty much fact in Gitmo Nation Lowlands, where the whole Justice Department there is uh, corrupted because of uh, pornography and, uh, in some cases, child porn taking place in foreign countries. These foreign countries uh, find out about it, then they blackmail these people into doing whatever they want them to do. So he's right about that. Whether it's happening or not is something else, but you cannot deny that this is a a real... uh, senator with a real report john this is this was big and this came out friday 
I I think this is huge. Well, it's huge. I mean, just the story itself is huge. But it's been completely covered up. There's more. There's a lot of things here that are involved uh, because it's a defense department issue as opposed to any other department of government. Right. I mean, mean, if your numbers are correct, 1,700 people out there who allegedly purchased child porn, we don't know if they were ever cross-checked or investigated, right? That's true, and there's been some other names in the in the hundreds. That's a that's code right there. That's code. Like I'm coming for you. Some other names. Some other names. Be very afraid. Other names. Where there's uh, the the names have actually been given out that we don't know what's going to be done about them. Now there's some reason to believe that the it's a criminal act. The case, it's been. Some- since this happened, that they could be stale. Maybe you can't have criminal prosecution, but we would be looking at administrative action to be taken against these people. And I want to know who they are and what administrative action's being taken. Yeah, I, I want to know too. I want to know who these people are. Well, I want to know for one reason specifically, which is, is this a bunch of bull crap to, from the get-go designed for some other reason that are actually put out there for some other reason to either shake somebody down Possibly. or Possibly. God knows what? Uh, it, it's, I mean, it, it, it stems from expansive investigation by ICE, Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, and the and I like this, uh, it was known as Project Flickr with ER. See, the problem is with me, I mean, I don't doubt a lot of the theories, especially the ones you have about certain, you know, seg- seg- sub-segments of the uh, Holland and, and British communities, and, and in our communities, too. It's just a sheer number. It just seems unlikely. I, I mean, the Defense Department does employ a lot of people, but, I mean, we're no, talking no, about just the, the Pentagon it's specifically. The Pentagon, but they, but they, they, 5,000 pe- people downloading child porn on government computers with their... This doesn't make any sense. Are these people... I mean, if there were that many, it would be a, it would be a scandal. We might as well just legalize it. Or you might want to, like, uh, MK Ultra some kid into shooting some people so we can distract the attention. It just doesn't make any sense that the number would be that. It's just a whole. This is a, this is a fishy story, and then the fact that it's being covered up the way you suggest with the uh, shooting and all the rest of it. I mean, if the, if the if the tit licking doesn't get their attention, the shooting will. Uh, <laughs> it, it the whole thing is fishy. Yeah, because I mean, what's even more startling is that of the three hundred and two people confirmed as DOD personnel or contractors, only seventy of them were actually investigated. I mean, how is it possible that? that all of them yeah. weren't investigated. Well, here's, uh, I think, the, the thing that overrides everything you just asked, and that is we ask uh, uh, criminal investigators uh, in the uh, division of defense that does that uh, the extent to which supervisors of these people knew that this was going, and the, uh, uh, and the criminal investigators couldn't even answer that question for us when we had a briefing from them. So wait a minute, so you're saying we don't even know if the supervisors of these people were told that they're, they're you know, employees may have downloaded child porn? <laughs> That's the question that my staff ask of the criminal investigators. So what bone would this guy have to pick, Grassley? He's been around for a long time, right? Why Why yeah, would he Grassley pick this up? Have any, I think Grassley probably just got onto this and wonders why, what, what, I mean, he probably doesn't see through the possibilities. I mean, there's there could be some battles between one department and another. You know, it's not that difficult to plant 
child porn or any other kind of thing on somebody's computer if you have any skills, especially on a network like, you know, that's a closed network and you, ha- and you happen to be the network administrator. I mean, it's, it's very possible. Yeah, you know what's really funny, though? Whenever some schmuck uh, it gets picked up for, uh, for porn on his laptop, no one ever comes to his defense that way. It's always like, no, lock never- that fucker up, lock him up. Slap yeah, no, a bracelet nobody, on him. Nobody wants to defend any of this because it's one of these great little memes. Child porn is the worst thing in the world. So if somebody gets caught with it, uh, they may, you know, be in it. I mean, this happened in. There's a good story in the East Bay Express about somebody in the school district of Oakland who had uh, been route. You know, was against. There was some some woman. There's a. It was a very scandalous situation with who was managing the school district, and some guy who was a, the biggest critic ended up with child porn on his office computer, Whoops. where it comes in so handy. And uh, it was apparently planted by this woman who was trying to get rid of him. And instead of throwing the book at him and throwing him in jail, he agreed to quit the, you know, the, the board or, 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 the, or the agency that he was involved with and, you know, got out of there. But he claims it was planted on his machine, and it probably was. And, I, and good for forensic uh, investigators who know how to look at, you know, today's machines, by the way, are so complicated in terms of their file structures and the way they're organized and the, and the backup the temp files and all the other crap that's on the machine nowadays, especially with Windows, that a, a forensics investigator who knows how to get through the file system and look around, dig around, can find, you know, change dates and the, how something got to point from point A to point B on the, on the hard disk uh, and can get some of these, uh, you know, if they can explain it to a jury, could probably get some people off on some of these situations where the, where the, where the stuff has been planted. And I just am very suspicious about this story. I was suspicious about it in July. I thought it was fishy then because of because of the sheer numbers. I mean, there'd be I can imagine you know ten or twenty creeps in the in the Defense Department or at the Pentagon, let's say, you know, with a collection of child porn in some club. But I can't imagine five thousand because what's the point? And what would they be doing on a government machine that's all locked down and networked and tracked and, and it's got spy bots all over it and it's, it's being looked at constantly? I mean, yeah, are they, don't they know that, that this is the, an insecure, an unsecure uh, uh, system? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Always nice to see you defending the uh, pornographers. See that? See that's exactly what you. What that's you are exactly making. that's precisely. That's why this is such a great thing to do. You just put some child porn, or you don't yep. have to do it. You just accuse somebody. Exactly. Because exactly. nobody ever gets to see the child porn because it's illegal to look at it. So thus, you know, it's just it's unbelievable that and and the fact that nudity is now considered child porn. Mm. If you have a picture of a baby on a bearskin rug, yeah. that's child porn by today's standards. So, I mean, this has become a bugaboo. A bugaboo, he says. Yeah, it's a bugaboo. bugaboo. All right, let's move off of that. I just thought that was uh, pretty big, and I think uh, it would have been something great to propagate on the networks. Uh, and I think Anderson Vanderbilt Cooper picked up on it nicely, and uh, he got slapped down by uh, uh, tragedy in Tucson. <laughs> Tragedy in Tucson. <sighs> However, there was some other cool stuff that uh, that happened, and uh, I, it's so, I only received, interestingly enough, only received one email from somebody who actually did a Wikipedia lookup on these guys. Shadow Puppet Theater. President Obama announced a number of new puppets into uh, the theater. Uh, the, of course, the most interesting uh, of the bunch are at first sight would be William Daly, known as Bill Daly. 
uh, son of the uh, Chicago uh, mayor and, of course, uh, part of the Daily Dynasty, um, which is just like, you know, why don't you just bring Al Capone in, is what I was thinking. Isn't, isn't that kind of what the Daily family He's is? He's dead. <laughs> that, that's what you say. No proof of that. But, um, so, you know, this is like, it's like you, the Daily Dynasty has been running Chicago for what? 50 years? But, um, probably closer to 60. Yeah. So uh, this guy who, uh, of course, uh, has worked at uh, a couple of banks. Uh, he was uh, on the Fannie Mae board uh, when Clinton was in the White House. Uh, he uh, ran SBC Communications, which, of course, uh, uh, didn't they? Uh, didn't Yahoo acquire them? What was that? SBC? No, no, no. SBC that was, was the else. company that took over everybody. They took over, but right. Pacific Bell. <laughs> They're now AT and T. Right, that's what it is. <laughs> there was and a huge AT&T, failure. Of course, has that building in San Francisco, right. which is CIA, NSA, or one one of them. One of the uh, alphabet soup mm-hmm. agencies. He was mid chairman, uh, Midwest chairman of J P Morgan Chase, Bank One Corporation. Uh, currently on the board of directors of Boeing, Merck. This is a great guy to bring in. Oh, and of course, uh, Council on Foreign Relations, my favorite organization. Uh, so that's the guy who's replacing uh, Rom the Blade Emanuel uh, as a chief of staff. But then even more interesting, the president announced a uh, new head of his uh, NEC. And of course, I first went like, this guy's head of NEC? Uh, the laptop What's NEC? Com- <laughs> I knew you'd be wanting to know what that is. Uh, the National Economic Council. Oh, yeah, the NEC. NEC. And he brings in Gene Sperling. And, ah. and do you know who Gene Sperling is? No, but you know what? You know what? What? I'm going to find out. Gene Sperling. Now, this is so. <laughs> this is another, like, amazing dude that he's, that he's brought in. Another, it's like a Goolsby guy? No, he's worse because, and, and I, I was really trying to understand if what Wikipedia is saying is true. It's freaking me out. Sperling was a principal negotiator uh, at the time when uh, Lawrence Summers was Treasury Secretary, principal negotiator of the Financial Modernization Act of 1999, known as the Graham-Leach-Bliley Act. Oh, Graham-Leach oh, got Phil Graham's name on it. That's bad news. Listen to this. The Graham-Leach-Bliley Act repealed large portions of Glass-Steagall. Oh, yes. Allowing banks and security firms and insurance companies to merge. Right. So the guy who was the architect... Of the collapse. Of the collapse that we're now in is now on the, is now leading the Economic Council. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this up. Yeah, that's good. You can't make it up. I'll give you a point. I'll give you another point. You that's just can't beauty. make it up. I'm crying no, over here. Right. That's a beauty. I'm crying. Like, what? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just it's like his stuff writes itself. It's like, this can't be true. What does he get, a do-over? I, <laughs> what is this? He didn't screw it up enough. What is that? And then the president's like, hey, he's great. He's back. He literally says, like, hey, this guy's back. He's here for a second term. Good on you. Know, you Democrats are just pleased as punch with this bull crap. <laughs> Good on you. I just, it's like, will anyone pick up on that, please? No. No. Please, please, please. I mean, it's it's in Wikipedia, for Christ's sake. Excuse me for taking the Lord's name in vain. But it's, uh. it, it's on Wikipedia. I mean, even the, the lowest of all 
lower than whale poop journalist looks at Wikipedia when someone comes in as appointed to the Economic Council, or are we too preoccupied with the with the tragedy in Tucson? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay, My that's a good goodness. one. That's a point. I don't mean to make them, but I got more. But uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So ease. you've been going through. You've been, you've been doing a lot of research. This is my life, days. John. Well, I was in Vegas. <laughs> this is spinning the, the wheels. But this is what my life has become. I mean, I just sit here and I go like, huh? The universe huh. shifted again, and I can feel it. My whole body aches from it sometimes. Yeah, and, that, and why else do you think people support us? They support the show because of the work we're doing. And by the way, I can't take credit for it 100%. I mean, the Wikipedia lookup, yeah, gee, that was the work I did. Yeah, well, how much work, a lot of work, work does it take? A lot of work went into that. I'm telling you, a lot of work. Uh, there was one. Yeah, which is actually the sad part. <laughs> I know. That's, that's what makes it pathetic. But, th- but this, this is I mean, the that No, what is the, what, what is the, the major media guys? Do you realize how many <laughs> millions of dollars Shepard Smith gets a year? Three million. Three million a year. He gets three million, and and the major anchors on NBC, ABC, and CBS are up five to ten uh-huh. million dollars a year, and they can't put two and two together I'm, like uh, like going yeah. to Wikipedia, yeah. which like you yeah. said is a crappy yeah. resource, but uh, often you know brings results. And I'm cuter than Matt Lauer. I got more hair. I should be able to do that show. He's bald. And that's what I'm saying. I got more you hair than him. Be on the air. You shouldn't be on TV with <laughs> hair like that. You should. It should be disallowed. Should be outlawed. Damn it. <laughs> Lower because they do it to the women. They start getting a little chubby. They they fire them. They should fire the bald men. So then there's this. Uh, I mean, of course, all, most of the news got snowed under because of the tragedy in Tucson. Oh, nice. I like that effect. That's good. Um, to one of the the news uh, articles out there was uh, you know we're tightening up the belt. <laughs> Robert Gates, uh, Secretary of Defense, says, yeah, we're going to cut uh, military spending by $78 billion over five years. I'm like, $78 billion? That's, 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 only a, that's only a Facebook and a half. What are you talking about, man? Seventy Over five years, $78 They're billion. They're spending $100 billion a year I know. in <laughs> Afghanistan, $100 billion plus. Yeah. They spent $2 billion a day yeah. for the Defense Department. It, it's like, and, and what, but over five years. Yeah, it's like, it's like 10. It's like nothing. Yeah, meanwhile, they're going to expand. They're going to expand the budget so it'll it'll even out plus. But I, I will say, Judge Napolitano, uh, the heir apparent to Glenn Beck, uh, brings on uh, Dennis Kucinich. And Kucinich kind of lays it out, and uh, it was quite entertaining because he brought... I, I, I'm finding it disturbing yes. that I'm in agreement with Kucinich more and more and more <laughs> as time goes by. I loved him from the moment he liked UFOs. That, that from, <laughs> from the moment he was on the UFO tip, I'm like, that's my man. So here is, uh, here's uh, Dennis Kucinich, uh, and Judge Napolitano actually kind of goes off, which is funny. Well, it's a step in the right direction, but it's not substantial. You know, you're talking about $78 billion over five years. Uh, it's a fraction of the overall uh, Pentagon uh, spending that would be projected to occur in that time. Uh, but what we have to do is look at the, the money that's already being spent. You know, they constantly lose track of taxpayers' money inside the Pentagon and how the money's spent. This is a problem that's been going on for decades, for Democrat and Republican administrations alike. I, I couldn't but, you know, agree the, with we, you we have more. To, well, is, there something something, about, is there something about America, mom, God, the flag, 
an apple pie, World War II, uh, it, that, that has made the Pentagon a sacred cow, that they can waste all the money they want, and, and Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, big government progressives, and libertarians will look the other way? I thought that was a great rant. It's like, that, yes, that is exactly what's happening, Judge. Yep. Well, you know, it's a constitutional responsibility to uh, provide for the common defense. However, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that we ought to blow money in, in that provision. Yeah, we should blow it on hookers and blow, not on that. And what's happened with the Pentagon is they lose track of money. There's over, when I came to Congress, there were over a trillion dollars with accounts they couldn't reconcile. When, pre, when Senator... So, so that's my favorite, and the reason I bring that up is it gives me another excuse to play the Donald Rumsfeld clip from September 10th, 2010, the day before 9-11, Donald Rumsfeld, the then Secretary of Defense, says this. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion Oops. in transactions. Oops. And then, of course, uh, the exact uh, department where the accounting for that uh, uh, lost money, uh, uh, a plane flew into it. I'm uh, sorry, I almost uh, said a missile, but it was a plane that we don't have on videotape, and there was no luggage and no debris and... All that other stuff. Well, actually, there's quite a bit of debris. Yeah, I'm sorry, but no uh, debris of, like, luggage. There was not a single suitcase that you can point to in any picture anywhere. Uh, people were traveling without their suitcases that yes. day. <laughs> and, and that day only. And then uh, the final uh, distraction due to the uh, tragedy in Tucson. Where's my sound effect, John? That's, a, that's great. Let's try that again. Tragedy in Tucson is um, the Democrats actually, uh, and where did I get this from? The Washington Post. I think they, they they're very happy, and this is why the uh, the vote the voting has been delayed. They had a whole massive press um, extravaganza set up, seventy different press uh, announcements. Uh, to combat the uh, Republican uh, repealing of the Health Care Act. And there's like the Washington Post has this whole article about uh, how they, uh, it, it's like a complete media warfare they were planning. Mm. So I, I don't know if it's off or they're going to postpone. or um, And it's all based upon, uh, I love this, uh, a poll found that 42% of Americans have a favorable opinion of uh of the health care bill, and 41% an unfavorable one. The poll, John, who was the poll done by? The Kaiser Family Foundation. Oh. A, a nonpartisan. They even yeah, dare they to say care. nonpartisan Kaiser Family Foundation, uh, who I believe are the same people, uh, the same family behind, is it Kaiser Permanente by any chance? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. So the, it's your money, and that's what they're doing with it. Good night, everybody. Tragedy in Tucson. So uh, before we leave these topics, I want to get one more clip in. Please. Uh, because we discussed the tragedy in Tucson, and of course they're using it as a double-edged sword. They, in other words, they, can, they take some of these news stories and, and chop them away from the mainstream. And I think we've outlined the main ones. Uh, but, then, but also the, the second and most compelling thing is the use of them for... Uh, propagandizing the public against you know prop, turning the american public against itself uh limiting free speech 
anti-gun legislation, which we did not bring up, but is part of Internet ID, which is uh, uh, now on the books as well. uh, Right, and all these sorts of things. But the other one, which is the most most onerous, is this guy. I've never seen him before. shows up on Fox. And I want to remind people out there who are listening to shows, you know, they watch Fox or they watch CNBC or whatever they watch, that, you know, and we've determined this some time ago, Fox is not your friend. No, they are run by the Democrats. And so Megan, the hot uh, blonde, who uh, who I love, who Adam loves, who was made up to the hilt for this, has this doctor on who I've never heard of before. And I watch Fox a lot, but I've never seen this guy. But I guess, you know, he's the Fox uh, psychiatric analyst or something. He has some crazy title. Comes out with this uh, nonsense, which I just made the hair on the back of my neck stand on end where he essentially advocates of, of essentially of, of a fascist state if you if you listen between the lines play this fox on megan on fox with doctor we don't know what they're talking about the sheriff just said there were difficulties there there was some petty any stuff with law enforcement with some drug paraphernalia but it's not exactly something that had red flags all over it this guy's history you know it, it's that's the disconcerting part to people out there now who are wondering, where's the next Jared Lochner? Well, yes, but yes, that's true, um, that there are people who can do very dangerous or even homicidal things uh, who don't raise red flags, but there are also people who raise tons of red flags again and again, and our system doesn't really respond to them because we do have law enforcement saying that he voiced homicidal ideation toward others in the past. Mm -hmm. If that's an accurate report, why wasn't he hospitalized or was he hospitalized in a locked psychiatric unit? Because that's one of the prongs that would get you put in a locked psychiatric unit. Homicidal ideation in the context of, if it's present, a mental illness. And to get out should be tough because that risks other people's lives. But we don't have a continuum of care in this country, mental illness-wise, that's reliable at all. It's shattered. It's a good question. The sheriff didn't really get into that about, you know, what, what exactly the follow-up was in response to those threats and, you know, why he wasn't no, arrested. Kill it. What, what was it? Homicide? What do you call it? Homicidal what? Ideation. Ideation. Homicidal ideation. You should be locked up. Yeah. And, and it should be hard to get out. If so in other <laughs> words, we're talking about pre-crime. Or, or making idle threats. Well, hello, but the president has signed executive orders for exactly that. You can be picked up in this country and locked away without any due process for long as the president wants. Or, should the president so wish, you can be killed. This is enough all executive said. orders. I mean, Yeah, enough said, right? You can be killed. But the fact that this is on Fox uh, and, and, and expressed in a matter-of-fact way as a good thing. Yeah. Uh, is a bad, uh, you know, is not does not bode well for the, for the people who listen to Fox. I mean, they're going to be brainwashed into thinking that this kind of uh, it's fascist. I mean, it's all it's just plain and simple. It's leading right to pre crime and the rest of it, uh, which is you know always been laughed about. Ho ho ho! Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, everything it's, is yeah. headed that way, and and they're promoting it. Another little uh, message that uh, that I did. You catch the local affiliates call letters. Uh, in Tucson, uh, KGUN, which uh, Shep Smith, I'm surprised you didn't have that clip. He kept saying, we've got our affiliate there, K-Gun, K-Gun. 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 I didn't notice this. Yeah, K-Gun. K-G-U-N, our affiliate uh, on the ground there in uh, Tucson is K-Gun. He, I think at one point he even said, boy, can you believe that? The affiliate's name is K-Gun. We well, could have said K-G-U-N, 
But it was like so obvious, K gun. Which it is. It's K G U N. It's not K gun. K gun. You can't say K gun. Shooting you the news. K gun. Tragedy in Tucson. Shooting you the news on K gun. We could do it, John. How come, you know, I could get made up. I could get gussied up like Megan. We could look good. We could be on Fox and we could we could do shows. Yeah, and we could have the sound effects and the whole thing. We don't even need them as sound effects. <laughs> we could have lower thirds. <laughs> Dr. Dvorak. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Come up and throw the key away. That's <laughs> what I says. <laughs> Dr. Dvorak, uh, welcome to uh, uh, Tragedy in Tucson. Thank you very much, Megan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, let's thank a couple people who made our show possible. Uh, we're not quite in the Fox League of uh, newscasting uh, salaries, uh, but, we're, we're, but we're happy not just with, uh, with what we receive from our $5 a month uh, subscribers, our $30, our Lucker 33s, our night layaways, our, everyone who's uh, supporting the show. Of course, uh, the human resources who are working very hard on noagendastream.com. And uh, and uh, uh, the not just the stream, but the chat room, uh, all of that stuff, uh, all of the initiatives. We're very, very happy. Uh, we're building a community. Somehow, it seems to be working for as long as it lasts. Yeah, for until they, uh, you know, put us on some list. And of course, I wisely did not sign up to be following WikiLeaks, <laughs> but my cohort here has, and we'll see I'm what happens. Then. Yeah. Because of that, I, let's do a couple make goods before we get to the main donors of this week's show. And then with the Barry Finnegan, uh, who gave, who's a member of the 267 Club, which is never you can't be join anymore. By the way, uh, he wanted us that we did not mention his uh, mynoagendarealtor.com site. Mynoagendarealtor.com site. He's a San Diego real estate. And you actually, guy I think it's, you pronounce it as realtor. Did you say real? I say realtor? You say realtor, which is kind of like difference between well and good in my book. No, no, I don't think it's the same as well and good. I think realtor. It's realtor. I think it's realtor. No, it's R E A L T O R. It's realtor. My okay. no agenda realtor. I don't know why I say realtor. I think that's one of the. I think that's one of those things like nuke, nuclear, <laughs> uh, nuclear. It's, nu- it's, it's nuclear. Hey, I'll have to. I'll look it into the pronunciation, but you might be right. But I always, I've always said realtor. Well, it's incorrect. It, well, I, don't, it, I know, I'm looking at the word. It doesn't have an A in there, so why would it be Realtor? Because it's not. It's Realtor. It's MyNoAgendaRealtor.com. Okay, hey, well, he's a Realtor. Uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I cannot say it. I can't stop myself. <laughs> he was home for some karma for the coming year because he's apparently the Realtor. Oops. Oh, what happened there? Did I? Oh, my. So, uh, oh, I'm sorry. The coffee uh, hit the plug. Let me move the coffee over there. He's hoping for some karma. I got that part. You've got karma. And uh, uh, Stephen Howard, who uh, was this exclusive member of the show. Oh, no, he wasn't. I'm sorry. He was no. just a $70. Dollar. By the way, his, he's an uh, autonomizer. In, uh, he's autonomizer. In the chat room. And he also his uh, Dropbox is in rotation on the No Agenda stream. Autonomizer. He's looking for a de-douching and some karma. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> You've been de-douched. And he says, hold on, karma. You've got karma. Ooh, I can feel that one. Yeah, that felt good. I can't thank you two wonderful gentlemen enough for this amazing show you have. 
Uh, you guys are truly the only uh, Mavericks of media that I'm aware of. I think Mavericks of media. That's Woo. good. I'm liking that. I like it. Mavericks of media. These are your Mavericks of media. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. Tragedy in Tucson. <laughs> I like Mavericks of media. That is, uh, that is amazing. That's amazing. We're so good. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Yes, very good. Okay, Thomas Nussbaum, Sir Thomas Nussbaum, as a matter of fact, Virginia Beach, Virginia, gave us $111.11 one-time donation for Nacole. Nacole's becoming a dame from Sir Nussbaum, her boyfriend. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, Nacole becoming a dame. Yeah. David Byrne, Brooklyn, New York, one eleven eleven. Uh, Bill Rudder, San Jose, California, one eleven eleven. Uh, both new uh, uh, members of the No Agenda producer family. Niels Martins in Deutschland. Uh, I got a bunch of... Do you, can you, do you have the word? Because I have a bunch of... I don't have the right font or something. It's just a mess on the screen. I have the... I'm Morgen. What do you... <laughs> let me see. I wasn't... I was... Uh, Some... No, I have, I, have the, I, have, I have the same thing. It, uh, I got like a crazy character. Okay. Never mind. Well, anyways, well, in Deutschland, uh, 99.99, still hoping for a shipment of the coin. Get a hold of Eric uh, at... Uh, chill at noagendanation.com. Wishes us both a happy, a healthy, critical mind for 2.11. I think we're getting there. Sterling Ellsworth, or Sir Sterling Ellsworth, as he should be known by his friends uh, in Santa Barbara, 7777. It's been a while, but the Obama recession is still killing me. And us too, so buddy. We be giving more if it was possible. Yeah, we appreciate Warren it. Warren Carroll, another new producer, Des Moines. Washington, 6333. I didn't know there was a Des Moines, Washington. Please give karma to Josh Springer, owner of Grin On Industries, a high school friend. In You've got karma. Invented the coolest beer dispenser ever. Check it out at bottomsupbeer.com or videos on YouTube. Have you Thanks. seen that thing? Have you seen no, that? No, have you? It's, yeah, it's amazing. So they put like a cup. On top of uh, this uh, this box, and the beer shoots up from the bottom into <laughs> into the cup. It's like you know, if you do that, well, how does it not spill all over the place? You have to see it. Uh, if you did that in England, they would cut your head off. <laughs> but it's it's very funny. It's it is indeed a very cool uh, cool device. I wouldn't mind having one here at the uh, at the watchtower. That'd be kind of funny. Like, for all the beer I'm drinking, sending free ones out. <laughs> for all the Josh beer I Odom, drink, Houston, Texas, sixty-two dollars in the morning. John Nan, about a year ago, I included in a donation the remaining balance for my unemployment debt card since I'd found a new job. Well, the job sucks a lot. Here's hoping for a lot of no agenda karma aid my continuing job. Sir. Yeah, no problem. Here it comes. You've got karma. <laughs> the job sucks. Well, that's we're basically we just got some government cash. You <laughs> got the job. I love it. Yeah, that. that's good. Uh, Tanya, Dame Tanya Wyman, uh, New York City, uh, $50.14. Makes her a, it just adds up to make her a double dame. That's right. We're going to be daming her again. I <laughs> just realized I was approaching the magic 2K mark, so I thought I'd kick in enough to put it over the top. I will, of course, continue my $33.33 subscription. We encourage everyone else to do that. Thanks for the great, sh great she has it in all caps. Yeah. Love you guys. You know, I think she loves you more than she loves me, though. Well, it's probably for good reason. I'm just saying. Uh, David Middlebrook, Gardenstown, Aberds, uh, UK. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me see what you just missed there. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Gardenstown, Aberdeenshire. <clears throat> yeah, Aberdeenshire. Aber Aberdeenshire. 
Aberdeen shirt. 50 bucks. Uh, Andrew Sawyer, Vancouver, B.C. And uh, Joseph in Eureka, California, $50. It's a donation for his brother Isaac. Yeah, we'll do that in a moment. If you will do that in a moment. And finally, a couple more. Uh, Ryan Thompson, Fort Collins, Colorado. Oh, you missed uh, You missed uh, Lisa. Oh, I'm sorry, Lisa. Lisa Lang, Fitzroy, North Victoria, Australia. Uh, it's a $50. How much do you think people in Australia despise it whenever someone says something about Australia and does that stupid Australian accent? I don't like, think they give a crap. I think they hate it. Nah, Australians don't seem to hate anything. And they they're, all go, they're... good day, mate. And I'm sure they're like, oh, douchebag. Or like when, when, when someone's from Canada and, someone, and Americans go, eh? I, I go to Canada all the time and say A constantly, and they think they think it's great. Really? When's the yeah. last time you were in Canada? You haven't been in Canada since we've been doing the show. I go to Canada. I'm slipping into Canada tomorrow. Oh. Bradley, Green Bay, Wisconsin, $50. Due to my budget, I would probably never become a no agenda night. I may never become an executive producer. But now I can proudly say that I'm a no agenda one percenter. Woo. I finally made a do. We got that up. A meme. A meme. A one percenter. I sense a meme. Yeah, I, I do too. A one percenter. I have finally made a donation and become part, became part of the one percent of listeners that help support the show at whatever giving level they can afford. Thank you for all your hard work in creating such a great show. Thank you, Bradley. One percenter, Brad. Rock and on. finally, Bobby Burden, another uh, newbie out there, Cleveland, Tennessee. I didn't know there was a Cleveland, Tennessee. Hello in the morning. I'm donating to dedouchification. <laughs> for who? Him. For, for himself? Oh, okay. <laughs> You've been dedouched. Hold on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Dvorak and Celestial being Curry, I need karma. Could you could you read that again? Because uh, the plug, uh, your plug keeps bopping out. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, read that again. I am an out-of-work Pearl programmer and need some work. So please, Demigod Dvorak and Celestial being Curry, I need karma. All right, watch oh this. God. Watch the job come. Watch it happen. You've got karma. It happens. It can happen. Wait, in fact, I'll give you a little... Uh, Ooh, that was nice timing. Good job on that. All right, so that's, uh, is that it? Does that wrap it up yeah, for, the, uh, for the donations? Our, okay. Today. All right. Good man. It's your birthday, birthday. Where? On no agenda. Only one, but we haven't had uh, birthdays in a while. And this is from Joseph Lamb saying very happy birthday to his brother Isaac Lamb from uh, him and all of your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. It's your birthday, yeah. And uh, I think we should... Uh, Sharpen them up there, John. Can you I got the big one. Ooh, ooh. Well, that's, uh, we need that. That's very good. Because uh, we need to invite uh, Dame Tanya to step forward. I'm th- I'm, you know, she likes you a little bit more. Maybe you should do the uh, the knighting of uh, Dame Tanya. Uh, we, can't, we, can't, we can't step away from tradition. You may continue. Okay. Dame Tanya, uh, you have now uh, coming up to the, uh, the sufficient giving level of uh, $2,000. Putting you in a very exclusive club. You are now twice the dame you were before. Dame Tanya. Once again, dame of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please join the knights and the other dames. They're happy to have you there once again. And we're very happy to have you as well. And uh, Dvorak.org slash NA is where you can uh, support the show or channel Dvorak.com. 
slash NA, uh, or if you're completely confused and can't remember that, go to uh, noagendashow.com, and uh, you'll find the links there. And don't forget, we got one eleven eleven coming up in a couple of days, and encourage everybody to kind of get the set themselves up with the various fields of cosmic energies that will be created magically on that day. Well, there's a couple things going on. One, uh, and this, there's a link in the show notes, noagendashow.com. Uh, and for those of you on the $33 uh, Mothership boarding pass, you're going to be pretty happy when you see this because the Mothership um, was stationary above Lima, Peru for about half an hour. And it's on video multiple times. So you can go uh, take a look at that. It's big. And lots of blinking lights on it, too. All over the uh, Peruvian news uh, in the past couple days. Of course, obfuscated by the tragedy in Tucson. Now, what was this? This is the mothership. The mothership is here. It's in Lima, Peru. It was hanging What's above... What's it doing in Lima, Peru? Well, <laughs> They're looking for blankets? They need some some warm wool blankets? I mean, what, what would you go there for? I, I don't know. I mean, they, they should be coming over here. But uh, they maybe they just... Maybe they uh, they took a... blankets. I'm telling you, I always tell people when you go to Peru, <laughs> and you can get most of the blankets are handmade, but you can get you can get blankets. The blankets from Peru, especially the baby alpaca blankets, <laughs> are the best in the world. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. Just send your ship over here. We need you here. Um. So on the uh, the 11th, of course, is... Oh, thank you, darling. Mickey and Miss Mickey showing up with a fresh brew here. Thank you. Can you receive the show? Is it working on the app? Yeah. On the no, Pocket No Agenda app? Love it. Um, Wait, does Mickey listen to the show on the Pocket No Agenda app? Yes, she does. Why doesn't she just sit there and listen to you talk? Because she's got stuff to do. She's uh, walking around doing stuff, and uh, she just she's like a commuter. She's commuting from one side of the house to the other. That's what? But what anyway, she's doing stuff. I don't know what she does. I'm, I'm doing the show, so I don't know what she does. When she, what? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Come here, honey. I can't. I can't hear you. What do you do? Oh, wait a minute. Now, now the whole the whole thing broke. Ah. Uh, uh, okay. What wow, do you do? That's pretty funny. You you do laundry, playing housewife on Sunday morning. Ask her if if Raphael the pool boy is around when you're doing the show. <laughs> I've seen Raph, I've seen Raph. Is Raphael the pool boy around when I'm doing the show? See, she says. You know, I had a, I had an interesting conversation with her. We we were talking about uh, George Clooney's girlfriend, uh, who, by the way, has because I I saw her her butt and I said, hey, it looks like your butt, and of course that was a good call. Um, and then you know, she but she's like, oh, George Clooney's girlfriend has a whole career of being George Clooney's girlfriend. I'm like, that's not very that's not a very nice thing to say. She said, it's a huge job. And I guess she's right. So uh, yeah, that would be a huge job. So on Sunday, anyway. So pff, moving ahead. So Clooney. Um, and we uh, today the uh, Sudan uh, uh, starts voting uh, for their uh, it's their referendum. They start today, and of course, uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll have to have the international coalition of uh, Ministry of Truth come in and recount the votes. But uh, apparently, uh, the way it's being done, the way they're voting in Sudan, and this is for the, do, does the southern Sudan want to be independent? And of course, the answer is yes. They've wanted to be independent for 50 years. Um, there's a picture of a one hand and a picture of two hands. And one hand would be, yes, I want uh, southern Sudan to be independent. And the two hands is, no, I want it to be united. 
And, of course, George Clooney is watching via satellite and making sure no one is uh, getting killed. So we'll see what happens uh, today and tomorrow is uh, the vote. And George Clooney is on watch. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to like worry about. I'd like to know what his stock portfolio all. is. Uh, of Clooney? Yeah, probably because he's probably got some investments that will skyrocket. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Over. Of course. Uh, something else that just that uh, that hit me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. This is. Do you remember we talked about um, what the issue was with South Korea and the United States and why you know we've kind of been uh, embroiled for a while? And I told you, based upon uh, my uncle, uh, he was ambassador to South Korea. Remember the whole thing about their beef? I think you even told me about their beef as well. You've been to South Korea, have you not? Oh, numerous times. Yeah. Uh, so from what I understand, uh, in Korea, the, the culture of their beef is very long. It's... Uh, family tradition they have cows that are passed on from you know from family member to family member and they really do want can i stop you for a second yes please as you as you began to introduce this topic i was kind of baffled thinking that you were by beef you meant complaint no i meant actual beef like cow like cow yeah no steer meat yeah Right. We talked about this, right? You yeah, any- no, we did because they have a long tradition. Guys, I mean, they're bulgogi and all these. They have a lot of dishes there that are, they're very beef. They're big time beef eaters. And, the, the, you know, you basically, when you go to a really great Korean restaurant, especially in Korea, you eat beef. Right. And, um, and, and they really didn't want, in 2008, uh, we were trying to get this free trade agreement, and it was about U.S. beef being imported. And they're like, no, we don't want your beef. We like our beef. And uh, I got my cow from my grandfather, and it's, uh, uh, fr- and it's from his father. And, you know, it's like the Japanese and their rice. Right, exactly. So, of course, President Obama gets this free trade agreement done somehow. Uh, I think it was, uh, what was it, like uh, he had North Korea threaten to bomb South Korea or something? I'm not quite sure what happened, but all, <laughs> of, a sudden, doing it. all of a sudden it showed up. And then what happens? So now we have uh, no more tariffs. U.S. beef can be freely imported. Oh, my gosh. South Korea has called over a million heads of livestock to stop foot and mouth disease and and bird flu. Now, that to me is just... Coincidence? I think not. I mean, uh, we get the free trade agreement, and then all of a sudden... Foot and mouth is out of the blue. We have to kill millions of animals. One point two, mostly cattle, some pigs. Well, I as guess well. that means they're going to have to buy a little more of their beef than they expected. Yes, they weren't, they weren't stepping up to the plate. <laughs> I mean, it, it we just, made them an offer and then they refused. Yeah, douchebags! You should have listened the first time we told you. Just blew me away. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. And foot and mouth is one of those things that you know is. It's one of those crazy diseases. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Foot and mouth is, I don't know, there's all kinds of stuff going Sounds on. Sounds like it was, well, I'm sure the Koreans are suspicious. You think? <laughs> you think? So, uh, I mean, I would assume, I'm thinking this, because I mean, we just recently got a new uh, uh, half a steer, and we're now ordering a... Uh, my wife's on some kick about pork meat is apparently contaminated. Almost all commercial pork meat is contaminated with some. Chemical. You know, it's got worms in it. <laughs> if you if no, you put it, some, if, I got I'll get I get get the whole story. And so we can don't talk you remember? About it if you put it in Coca Cola, the worms will come out. <laughs> have you seen the YouTube clip? I'm sure you have. <laughs> so uh, I was offered anyway. half a cow, by the way. 
The what? I was offered half a cow by two of our producers, and uh, well, he, you should get it. Yes, what was no. The, what was the price? No, free. Oh, free. Brother. Not only that, but uh, I'll, well, I'll, that's. I'll, hey, what? I need some free meat too up here. Uh uh-uh, uh I don't think so. You don't need any free beef. No, and uh, and they've got like uh, I'm, I'll be promoting them when I when I get the whole story. But we got to like, go like on a day trip, Miss Mickey and I, like a, an overnight trip. You'll just make sure you bring some coolers with you or some way of keeping the meat because they're going to have it probably frozen. Yeah, but whatever the case is, that it's you know a couple bucks a pound generally at the most, and um, and it, but it's so much so superior when you get this farm this farm stuff, this natural beef that's done by you know one person. They have three cows or three steer. Uh, there's this large-scale commercial beef that we have is inferior to what you get in Korea. Well, not anymore, because it's dead. It's buried. <laughs> it's completely you know, buried. No, seriously. Another example buried. of Americans promoting a... You know, we've... We have to come to some conclusions about the quality of our products. We'd like to brag that we're number one, we're this, we're that, we're great. Our, you know, our cars have always been second rate. They, a lot of them have great designs and they work really, you know, they work for a while, but they're, they're essentially second rate. Many of the products that we make in this country, we make good products to begin with and then they, 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 they as we scale, they get second rate and we put up with it. Well, let's, uh, well, let's, and let's I think look at a lot of, that's a, Sorry? Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at this. We make this program in the United States. This is good. This is first rate. Yeah. Okay. So that's good. That's a, that's a step up. We right, also we also make other good scale, stuff. Luckily, with the internet, scaling doesn't affect quality. Right. We got some other. I have a clip of uh, of something else that we make that is really good that we'll be selling soon to your local uh, authorities. You want to hear it? I, I'm interested. You know, the 19 they're used they're used in the war on terror, but a spy in the sky like this may soon be watching you. They're called drones, basically unmanned planes equipped with cameras. This is the uh, drone uh, that uh, Honeywell is selling to the Florida Police Department. <laughs> this is a great report. And a police, although it's uh, off balance, there's only one channel for some reason. Department in our area bought one. The night team's Charles Belay live for us at Miami Dade Police Headquarters with what this is all about, Charles. Hi, everybody. Get ready to meet the T-Hawk. It is drone technology that is being used, very similar to what is being used over in Iraq and Afghanistan in the war on terror. And technology can be very exciting. Yeah, very excited. Are you excited, John? Well, you know, these drones, which have been around for a while, by the way, I've seen them at trade shows for at least almost 10 years. They're not quite the same as the ones being used in not, Afghanistan. Not, not even close. I mean, these are they're little, not even close. They're very small little camera little drones. Little rinky-dinks, yeah. And they can't shoot. That's the key. <laughs> but here's what the deal is. They want to introduce these things to the point where people are used, used to, to them. them. Yeah, used to them. And then they'll bring in the big boys that can shoot you. Yeah. Which look exactly... The, this, so this is what I... This is You're so on the same track as I am, as usual. So these are little rinky-dinks that weigh like 40 pounds... They can only fly for forty minutes, which, by the way, what forty minutes? I mean, that's like, I mean, that's like a model Sucks. airplane. But it looks exactly. It is a scaled down version of the Big Mother. And uh, when that thing's up in the sky at like two thousand feet, you won't be able to tell the difference between that one and the big and his big brother, which can shoot when he when that thing's up at five thousand feet. You just it'll look like the same thing. What's more interesting, and of course that's in the report, but it doesn't matter to play it, is that Honeywell is now getting the FAA clearance to fly this in urban areas. Yay! Which is going to be great. I'm just going to rock. 
got these drones flying around. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. Drones flying around. This is like a science fiction movie we're living in. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... So I got a some bad one. I got some real, uh, real justification, which I, I although unfortunately people don't, uh, the, the good human resources don't seem to understand that uh, this is a solidification of what they've been doing for years, and it ultimately will wind up. Uh, what is the what is the word? Oh yes, killing you. Uh, is this report that came out from the HHS Health and Human Services for the HRs, the HHS for the HR, and the EPA? came out with a report and said, hey, you know, um, this fluoride in the water, it could actually, like, mess your teeth up. <laughs> so uh, I've been saying uh, ever since we've been doing this show that fluoride in the water is uh, its a joke that it's for your teeth. In fact, it does exactly what this report says. Uh, you, it, oh, you're being over-fluoridated, uh, and it actually uh, creates uh, brown spots <laughs> on uh, your teeth. Uh, but, of course, what it's really meant for is to pacify you, to keep you a calm and um, docile and distracted slave. And uh, the reason why I know this works is because it's in the literature. Uh, we read the books. The CIA used this in camps. They still do it. They fluoridate the water, and everyone's like, hey, hey, dude, come on by. So now they're saying, oh, there's too much fluoride in the water. We have to uh, go to the lower limit which is 0.7 uh, parts per million or something. Uh, I have the report here. Uh, you have no response to this, John? No, I, I was actually surprised that you brought it up. Really? Um, yeah, because it's just like, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. I thought this, it was interesting. Well, I think I, what, I think what the, just what, kind the, of a cliched. I think the whole point of what it is is like, so now we're going to be guaranteed to have the fluoride in the water. It just, it just, now, now it's like, well, you know what? We've, we've figured it all out. Now it just has to be 0.7 instead of 1.2. So now everyone's going to get it. That's the way I see it. Yeah, like, it could be. Congratulations. You're just going to get it f- for sure. So, um, it's, uh, Keith, right. Keith and Jeff, by the way, who um, in the Santa Ine Valley, who uh, have the uh, half a cow for me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Santa Inez Valley? Yeah, whatever. And they're giving us a freedom... I-N-E-Z is Inez? Yes. What did you, how did you pronounce it? Inez? Santa Inez? Santa Inez? Is that what it is? Santa Inez. Santa Inez, Santa, yeah. Santa Inez Valley. Uh, they're... Uh, they're uh, so they, they, I can, half, half a cow butchered and ready for freezing, grass-fed, non-GMO. Yeah. A free room at Fess Parker's Wine Country Inn in Los Olivos. Olivos. Yeah, it's a good winery. Uh, two free tastings at the winery. Two free wine or beer tastings at Bin Twenty Eight Sixty. Two free tasting them, at yeah, two free tastings at Sarlus and Sons. And oh, you're uh, gonna have a nice little day, a nice yeah. day trip. And uh, the in exchange, the only thing they want is to have the title of Stewards of Gitmo Nation. My- oh. Well, what do I get out of it? I'm sure if you want a half a cow, you can uh, then uh, they'll be happy to facilitate so you. A half a cow for the for the steward. Well, okay, listen, we'll talk about this in a meeting. Oh, Keith, you Keith, definitely Keith want to get Jeff, the cow. You're screwed. <laughs> if, if we got to have a meeting, it'll never happen, dudes. <laughs> it's all over. It'll never happen. I'll give him the steward thing. <laughs> steward, I think it's worth it. Well, yeah, anything to get you off of that Safeway beef. Safeway? We don't want Safeway beef. 
Give me a break. Uh, like, there is. No, uh, only if you throw it on the frying pan and green ooze comes out. Yeah, then then it's not good. Uh, Algeria is erupting in violence over food prices. This is the first, I think, the first real food uh, riots that are taking place in the world. Yeah, well, commodity prices, even though that doesn't seem to be affecting inflation according to the the official government numbers, are just completely out of control. The food prices are just skyrocketing. Yeah, this report... Uh, Worldwide. Yeah, uh, China and India, double-digit food inflation. Uh, the Kenyan government uh, has issued a drought, drought and famine alert after several people have died from hunger-related causes. I love that. Hunger-related. It's like, you starved. Okay, it's hunger-related. Starvation. <laughs> the real word. Hunger-related. died of starvation. No, it's hunger-related causes, John. Are you crazy? International organizations are talking of food price shock hitting the world. Uh, wow. The uh, FAO, what is that, uh, the Food Administration something office? No. Maybe I don't know what the FAO is. It's, it's probably the, a, it's like a, probably a UN. Uh, let's look it up. It's just FAO. I mean, come on. Let me do it. Go ahead. Keep talking. The FAO announced on, I think it's a UN uh, division, announced that its food price index had jumped. Food and Agricultural Organization. Of the United Nations. I guarantee you. Yep. Yep. Uh, the f- that it's because those guys track it because they're in charge of all that. You know, I think. The, by the way, I want to compliment you for that. You know, I didn't mention on the Thursday show, but that clip from that John Birch Society guy was outstanding. <laughs> the the guy who was a crackpot back in his day. It was a crackpot in the '60s, and now yeah. he's like it sounds like you know he sounds more conservative. He sounds more mainstream than Glenn Beck. So. Um Great. So we know what I have to look forward to when I'm dead and someone's playing my YouTube clip. They're going to say, well, that guy's uh, like kind of a liberal. <laughs> kind of. He must have been run by the Democrats. Um, FAO okay. announced on Wednesday its food price index had jumped to 214.7 points from the peak of 213, whatever the hell that means. Uh, prices of sugar and meat are their highest since its records began in 1990. Hmm. World Bank president, who of course are going, (laughs) (laughs) Robert Zulik, urged governments in a newspaper opinion column to avoid protectionist measures as food prices rise and called upon the group of 20 leading economies to take steps to make sure the poor get adequate food supply. Right. Well, Code for let them die. Yeah, (laughs) of hunger-related diseases. (laughs) We laugh, but that's only because it's not that funny. Um, I had something else. Oh, I had a, I had a crazy uh, clip uh, about one of these uh, crazy ass antidepressants that they're not supposed to give to kids, but they are. Let me see what the name. Yeah, of off this. label. Yeah, it's an off. We were talking about that the other day. The off label stuff. Uh, See if I can find uh, the clip. Yeah, Risperdal. R I S P E R D A L. Risperdal. Yeah. And it's, uh, they give it to kids as an antidepressant, but it's only meant for uh, adults. And it has some interesting side effects. Uh, Probably side effects that are uh, uh, enjoyed at the Pentagon. It's the psychiatry drugs that actually are turning out to be the number one problem causing diabetes, pancreatitis, uh, boys to grow breasts. Did you know that? Hello? Boys growing breasts. 
And you got to see this video. It's it's disturbing. We have at this time approximately 50 children and teenagers who have developed gynecomastia, which is growing breasts uh, as a result of Risperdal. Even though the FDA approved the drug only for adult patients who are psychotic, doctors widely prescribed it to kids for less severe behavior problems. It's a very, very powerful drug. Our clients who have gynecomastia and the consumers that do not have it are the little boys that have not come to us yet. The effects of gynecomastia are immense. Uh, these are a couple of lawyers who are looking to mount a big lawsuit, of course. That's why they're on TV. But uh, it's pretty disturbing. And, of course, uh, it says in the disclaimer, you know, gastio, <coughs> you can get mix, whatever it is. If they just put, like, you may grow boobs, I think people would... You know, think twice that would about stop it. it. I would stop people from taking it, but <laughs> but it's horrible. It's horrible. Talking about w- drugs and their weird effects. Mm-hmm. Do you note know, uh, one of the things that was the report? I'm just going back to our original story about the shooting of uh, of uh, Giffords. Uh, of uh, you mean the judge who was killed? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not buying the judge thing. I think that was just a coincidence, personally. Because there was no evidence that anyone knew he was going to be there. But anyway, the, beside the point, the guy, the kid who did yeah, the, the shooting. The, the reporting is so on track, yeah. Right. Well, it could be bullshit, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying I'm not buying it. Uh, the uh, kid who did the shooting did make a comment in one of his YouTube videos that he was a sleepwalker. Right. Well, that's where the MK Ultra comes from. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, yeah, no, thank he, you. He thank you very much. He was a sleepwalker. Wow, and I didn't expect you to mention that, and I actually put a, not to mention on the show, but it's in the show notes, I have a heading MK Ultra, um, which discusses exactly that. Now he says, like, he was uh, walking unconscious or something like that, and we're kind of, the whole thing is weird. Uh, let's, you know, let's just, can we just leave it be? <sighs> Tragedy in Tucson. What I okay. found <clears throat> to be interesting, two articles... One from the Seattle Times, one from the New York Times, regarding the, uh, of course, this is a story that has been snowed under, uh, the naked body scanners from the TSA. Uh, Seattle Times says, the amount of radiation generated by a properly calibrated full-body device in a typical 15-second scan is equal to about an hour of normal background radiation, the TSA says. Yeah. So that's bullcrap. 240 times. Let's get some tests. New York Times. Two other patients were overdosed before the hospital realized that the device, a linear accelerator, had inexplicably allowed radiation to spill outside a heavy metal cone attachment that was supposed to channel the beam to a specific spot in the brain. Uh, This happened uh, a month later, the same hospital. These are radiation devices. They're not being operated by uh, the ones at the uh, airports. They're not being operated by professionals. Yeah, and even the professionals, even the professionals screw, screw it up. Exactly. So I'm going, I'm leaving from uh, Las Vegas. I would make sure you show up two hours before. It took me 10 minutes to get through security. I had to sit at the airport for an hour. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm going through and I took the, you know, the, I went through the metal detector, but there was a, there was a radiation uh, device. Did you opt they, out or you just didn't have to go? No, no, I just, I got in the right line. I didn't hmm. have to opt out. Oh, good. I would have opted out, but I didn't have to. Oh, good man. I could have gotten in the other line. Well, wait a minute. How, but you're a terrorist. How come uh, you know, you're suspected? How come you just get through? I'm what is that? A, no, I'm not a terrorist. So they're profiling? The point, is that what you're I saying? I do not subscribe to WikiLeaks' Twitter feed. 
Those 600,000 terrorists who subscribe to the WikiLeaks feed, they're the ones that they have to x-ray. I'm fine. Let me check and see if I'm actually following them. I think see, I See, now you maybe have been full of crap. Uh, now you're worried. Yes, I'm. are you kidding me? You worried yourself with the commentary. That's funny. Twitter. Okay, so anyway, so I'm going through, and but they have the thing there, and there's some woman that works for the TSA, and they're barking out a lot of, ah, take your shoes off, take your belts off. If you're going through Put the it in the bed, take it Like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this woman, this one w- TSA woman is standing in front of the machine the whole time. And when somebody gets in, she goes back and stands. There's like she's guarding the gate into the, into the, this is one of the round machines that looks like a tube as opposed to the backscatter machine that has the, uh, right. The this is the one that, that, that spins around. Yeah, this is the one yeah, that's, that's right. yeah, crap. Your, I, I am following WikiLeaks. Oh, crap. You're doomed. So anyway, so um, I, so she kept standing. I'm thinking, how much radiation, spurious radiation yeah. is this woman receiving on a daily basis? Yeah. She has to stand right there, right up against the machine <laughs> constantly. Yeah, tons. Tons. That whole area must just be loaded with spurious x-rays. You got x-rays and the, 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 doing your suitcase. I had some idiot on train, some trainee who looked like she had an IQ of, you know, close to 70. Now, now. And couldn't see anything. And so I had to wait forever to get my bag through. And then this woman stand, and she's pounding the button on the, hitting the x-ray, you know, making it go harder, you know, murp, murp, you push a button and it, you, you, need more power. Put, put more, <laughs> more power. And when my suitcase comes through, it comes through with smoke coming out. I mean, that's how much power they have. Put more power on it. If only I could get the lithium crystals, it would be better. Anyway. So a quick trip around Gitmo Nation, John, just to see what's going on and uh, all around uh, these uh, states well, of Gitmo. Before we take our quick trip, let me. I do have a couple of clips I wanted to get out of the way. Oh, sure. I'd love to hear some Because clips. we're talking about the basic, some of the basic changes that are taking place in the psyche of the, uh, of the listening public. Uh, and I brought this up on the last show. I didn't have a clip about how Joy Behar, for example, has got the, uh, you know, oh, there's no proof that the tax. She's on the, Twitter, by the way. I'm following her too. Yeah, uh, well, make her. Follow <laughs> I deserve. I deserve to be picked up for that. The WikiLeaks thing is one thing, but actually following Joy Behar should be illegal. So that I, I ran into. So I'm starting to see. Here's what I want people to listen out for and send me some examples of a of a a blatant and basic anti-capitalist uh, approach to area. In other words, we should get rid of capitalism completely. It's a bad system. I don't know what they want to replace it with, but this is showing up all over the place. I want to, I've got two clips that have anti-capitalist rants. One came from CBC, CNBC World, which is the anti-capitalist rant clip. And then I have, oh, I'm sorry, no, no it's the communist on CNBC. Which one do you want first? Uh, the communist on CNBC. He actually wrote a book called In Darkenment, which is really funny because it's supposed to be like the opposite of enlightenment. Ha ha. <gasps> Just play a little bit where he starts getting into is the system's no good. We got to change it. And the CNBC guys are just, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They're not asking any questions. <laughs> Who is this guy? What's his name? Who is he? Well, he's the guy who wrote this book in Darkenment. Now you have to look it up. <laughs> okay. But, they, but this. Sorry. Yeah. The point is, the point is, is that they don't question this guy. I mean, it's just this ridiculous that this guy comes out with this rant and nobody says anything. Well, and maybe uh, the book is being published by a GE subsidiary or something, and they need to well, shut up and just plug, scheme. plug the book. Squawk. Squawk. 
Asia on a Tuesday morning. We're back with Gray Maxson, our guest host, chief economist at the Insight Bureau. Oh, this is the douchebag who asked uh, Sanderson what it was like. What does it feel like to be a billionaire? Does it feel good? Does it give you wood? That's this guy, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's this guy. Still with us around the desk here at the SGX. And during a break, we were starting to talk about uh, this uh, book here you're working on, a new one, From Enlightenment to Endarkenment, yes. a term which uh, you coined. What's it about? Yeah. Okay, well, if we go back a couple of years, we had the European and the U.S. Enlightenment. Oh, he's British. That's why. You get instant oh, yeah. cred. Oh, he's, Brit- he's British. He speaks British. with a British accent, so he must be intellectual. In documents, which were ideas of, 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 of great opportunity, where we tried to make the world better for, for humankind. And I think we're going in the opposite direction right now. We're, 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 we've created a financial crisis, which is going to last the implications. Interesting. We've created. That's a very interesting use of words. We've created. Yes, someone did create it. Are going to last for perhaps 20 years. Uh, we're scraping the planet clean of resources. We're not going to have enough oil or, or coal or water or gas uh, in the next few decades. So we're killing ourselves. We're killing ourselves. We're, we're moving backwards. <laughs> and, you know, we're heading to the dark ages if we don't turn around. So do we need an alternative to the market economy, to capitalism? Yes, I mean, I think a lot of this is caused by... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Come on, John. This is you. You watch this interview. This now. I want you to notice but, the but guy but listen, who, who listen, asked that question is a CNBC guy. Yeah, he just out of the blue. Oh, so uh, let's just get to the point of your book. I mean, that was promotion. It's the point. It may be promotion, but the point is, why would a CNBC come up with guy that? Yeah. Say, we need to get rid of capitalism, right? Because it's. <laughs> Well, who knows? You know what? Oh, I don't play any more of that clip. No, I want to hear this clip. This is not, you've got my interest because something is going on with CNBC and they've got an agenda to promote and they're using... And that's General Electric, by the way. Yeah, and this guy is part of it. I'm, no, I'm interested now. Uh, in the next few decades. So we're killing ourselves. We're killing ourselves. We're, we're moving backwards. And, you know, we're heading to the dark ages if we don't turn around. So do we need an alternative to the market economy, to capitalism? Yes, I mean, I think a lot of this is caused by economics. Economics has got it wrong. We've been, we've been following this idea of, of laissez-faire, the invisible hand, and free market economics without any restraint. And, and it was a, a failure of regulation that caused the financial crisis a few years ago. As a failure of the market that we can buy oil for, for $93 a barrel today when it should cost perhaps $900 a barrel. Ah. If you look at the, the environmental cost, if you look at the cost on, on future generations of it not being there, we're paying uh, far less than we should be for our, for our commodities. And, and that will eventually correct itself. What about survival instinct? What about evolution? 2011, we're here because ostensibly if you believe darwin we're the best of the breed okay and if you believe darwin oh come on hold on a second i just gotta i gotta shoot myself here for a second whoa it jammed you have a jam jam. (laughs) let me try that again yeah now it worked ah there you go yeah through and through uh do you want more of this well, no, it gets worse. But anyway, yeah, no, the well, point is... Can we listen to it? Because that's funny. Go ahead. You seem to be intrigued by this bull crap. By the way, I was having dinner in a restaurant here in L.A., and you know who was at the table right behind me? Stephen Hawkins. No. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't, does, he, does he live in L.A.? I didn't think so, right? No, he lives in England. He, goes, he teaches at Cambridge. He was at Le Mondrian Hotel. We were having a dinner at Asia de Cuba. Did you go over and, and say, ask for his autograph? No. <laughs> It, it was the weirdest thing, because uh, uh, we were there with the two guests from, uh, uh, Mickey and I had taken uh, two guests out to dinner, and uh, I, I said, you know, dudes, behind you, right there, because I'm looking right at their table, I think it's Stephen Hawkins, and they look, I said, absolutely, and it was, and it was like a group of young people, 
So it looked like maybe students, or maybe it was like a, a meet. It was like a meet and greet. It was a, it was a tweet up. <laughs> it was like a meet and greet, and he has this uh, kind of attractive, um, heavy set blonde girl. Um, he always has a, a, a good looking woman with him. Yeah, and um, and it was and it's kind of weird though because she's feeding him, and the way she does it, she holds onto the top of his head, and then pulls his head back a little bit and his mouth kind of falls open and she shoves the mush in there it was it was just weird and it's like and it's kind of sad to see him you know it's like one of the most brilliant minds in the universe with like mush dribbling over his chin and out of the sides of his mouth and was just kind of weird yeah, it's one of weird life's yeah. weird ironies. it really it really it really i'm surprised is. you didn't try to capture that with your iphone well no because i'm just like because Mickey was saying, "Hey, you should go over there and, t- and take a picture with him." Like, no, that's my, I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah, be like a total I know he's borderline. Dude. I don't want to be a dude. Like, I admire your work. <laughs> I love your work, man. Can I like like I've ever don't read change. like I've ever read a whole book of yours? It's like impossible. But um, yeah, but I felt I, I I felt yeah, like you were, you were in the douchebag zone. I was very close to being in the douchebag zone, and uh, and then uh, you know so we left and we walk out and then Mickey was she's horrible, and uh, and I said wow you know and I actually mentioned so that's kind of weird you know to see all the 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 goop dribbling out of his mouth. And she said yeah but he winked at me. I'm like you bullshit. Why he probably did. <laughs> I think he did too. <laughs> He winked at Mickey, and then and when he winked, there was chair turned left. Ow! But anyway, no, yeah, it was weird. Well, it was it was, was weird. Something she can write in her memoirs. It was a brush with greatness, as it were. All right, back back to some other uh, douchebag here in London. We can't figure this out. Why are we killing ourselves? Why? <laughs> Why are we killing ourselves, John? Good morning in the morning to you, John. Um, can I ask you a question? Why are we killing ourselves? Oh, it's terrible. Peak oil. Peak, <laughs> peak oil. By the way, a new term to look out for everybody out there. Peak water. Oh, oh peak water. Oh, nice. Peak yeah. water. Wow. Prediction book. I got that on a couple of shows. Yeah, good one. I, I, I'm interested in this clip. I want to listen to some more. We've been seduced by this idea that we can have it all. We can have it all today. We don't have to worry about how much we borrow. We don't have to worry about how many resources we use, about what we do to the planet in terms of emptying the sea of fish uh, or, or polluting is the skies. Is this a recent phenomenon? Because you look back one and a half, maybe two generations, our grandparents were very different, very fiscally conservative, saving, saving, saving. We didn't have credit cards in those days, of yeah, course. But, it you started know. at the end of the 70s and beginning of the 80s. Oh, before I forget. The uh, Kardashians, their credit card, uh, they're being sued by the credit card company. They they uh, walked away from the deal even though they signed the contract. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And they said, well, we don't want to be a part of that predator Because, you know, they heard us, obviously, talking about all the fees and everything and how it was, uh, these poor kids are going to get screwed on their stupid Kardashian credit card. I, I always imagine that the Kardashians listen to us religiously. <laughs> While they're in the gym. That's it. I'm telling you, they're in Equinox, and they're in the gym, and they're listening to No Agenda. With, with Ronald Reagan. And they're digging this whole peak water thing. Margaret Thatcher and, and Milton Friedman, their whole idea is of pushing the free market. And we've, we've led this life where we've, we've borrowed too much, we've consumed too much, and now we're at a tipping point. And unless we change what we're doing then you know, the whole of humankind is going to move in the wrong direction. And but part of this is the rise of China as well, of course, ah, just added to the... But the statist Chinese model 
red capitalism, if yeah. you want to call it that. Yeah. That's not that's not sustainable either. No, but actually, I think over the short term, uh, the, the the Chinese model uh, is likely to prove stronger than the Western model because because. Okay, let me just call bullshit on that. If you go to the show notes. NoAgendashow.com, you will see the ghost cities of China. Have you seen this, John? Oh, I, I want to visit a couple of these places. Well, there's tons of them. There's tons of them, and they're just fascinating. They're beautiful. It's like, uh, let me see, what's the name of this? Uh, BusinessInsider.com has satellite images and close-ups of these 20 cities being built every single year, and no one's in them. No, they're dead empty. And but they're you know there's like beautiful structures. It's all. I want to see one of them because I wonder how true these stories are. But oh my god, I, I actually believe. I mean, there, it's a believable story. Yep. That there's these cities because the Chinese love they love building stuff, and I doesn't you know it's <laughs> they love building to, stuff in shiny packages that we buy. Typically, they just like making things. But they've. But anyway, yeah, no, those it's ghost amazing. I have to get that verified, though. Well, these satellite pictures look really um, convincing. The Zhengzhou New District: empty towers, empty streets. All right, I'm, uh, it's in the show notes, John. Noagendashow.com. You certainly you've heard heard of the site. Uh, yeah. Now, so, okay. Now, you, see, you don't have to listen to. You I want. I, I like this guy. I want to hear more. It's, this is. I'm getting good material from it. Companies don't have to make a profit. But isn't China, uh, you know, we were talking about this offline, isn't China a a large part of the problem? I mean, an economy this size, this scale, growing at 10% a year, I mean, this is a hungry beast that needs to be fed. No, no, for sure. I know there are people in Washington who wish that China would just go away. Yeah. Because, of course, they're competing for resources today, and they're competing for for, all sorts of other economic factors as well. And, yes, you know, China, 1.3, 1.4 billion people that need resources, that need food, they need water, they need oil. The rise of China has certainly accelerated the, mm-hmm. this problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but of course, that's here, and that's a fact now, and we have to somehow manage ourselves around that. Huh? Yeah. Okay. And, I, you know, we, we need basically to reform our economic system, uh, which is what the book's about. Okay, I tell you what, reforms then. What are the alternatives? Well, uh, we have to, I think, uh, move away from, from completely under-regulated markets. We have to start regulating much more. We need- but isn't this such an old story? Doesn't this guy know by now that these so-called unregulated markets are BS, it's corrupt, and it's, it's crooked? I mean, it's, is everyone stupid? There no, the CMBC? regulated markets are corrupt. They're all corrupt. They're all corrupt. But I mean, but they're saying the guy is basically saying there was no oversight. You know, it was like completely yeah, it's the laissez-faire of oversight that didn't work. Yeah, it was just corrupt. It's yeah. just corrupt. Much more, I think, government intervention. Uh, I think we need to constrain the, the development of a lot of big corporations, which seem to be taking far more power, which are not democratic institutions. The phrase "big brother" starts to big uh, brother, creep into exactly. my mind. Um, and that I think sound good though. Well, <laughs> you know, people begin to think of, of communist states, or, or but if you still look at countries like Germany or, or Japan, uh, not that Japan's a model of economic uh, uh, management, but yeah. in terms of social management, in terms of uh, of providing welfare yeah. for the citizens. Yeah. These are better social models. Interesting. Okay, uh, well, we'll talk to you very much Chief Commerce at the Institute. Interesting. How interesting. All right. Why don't you blow me, prick? So we have the, uh, we have the you know, kind of hoity-toity uh, anti-capitalist rant. So I flip it around. I catch Joy Behar interviewing Roseanne Barr. Oh, yeah. Okay, Roseanne you, Barr. Two of your favorites. Who, who wants to be president. 
And so Roseanne, but yeah, this is what the, the reason she's on the show. But she starts, she goes in an anti-cap. At first, I thought she was going to like be a big defender of capitalism for the way she presents, it. and then she goes on and tells it what she what she really feels. And here's a woman who's made millions and millions and millions of dollars on her through basically through a capitalistic system. And listen to the anti-capitalist rant here. And Behar, of course, listens to this crap without saying anything critical. When meanwhile, she's like goes on and on about anyone who says anything about global warming being, you know, she just blasts it. it, it Behar is a disgusting person, generally speaking. She's just a r- ridiculous. <laughs> but this is this is uh, quite amusing. Wait until Pierce Morgan comes on CNN. You think you think oh, you think Pierce Morgan is going to be <laughs> the worst? I hate Reaganomics. They uh, don't work, and it's not a good system. Okay, now you also go after Oprah in your book. What do you got against? I don't them? go after Oprah. You said Oprah has never done a show on capitalism, which made her a billionaire, and that pisses me off. It does piss me off. Well, why? Because we should have a whole bunch of shows about capitalism right now. But in other words, just because she made a lot of money, she should talk about capitalism? Yes, absolutely. Well, you made a lot of money. You don't talk about capitalism. The hell if I don't talk about capitalism, Joy, you're wrong again. (laughs) My book's all about capitalism and how much it sucks. (laughs) <laughs> what do you think you of that? Made, but when you've made a billion dollars, maybe you don't think it sucks. It's just because you're rich doesn't mean you're, um, why am I screaming A at capitalist. You? Doesn't mean you're horrible. I've done a lot of good things with my money, Joy. I know. And I, I love it. I get a big, big thrill in my life, I just have to say this, <coughs> when I give money to a good cause. And I, I give... A, a, uh, did she give money to Haiti? Tell me she gave some money to Haiti, please. Oh, she had. Please, tell me you gave to Haiti, Roseanne. Significant. I hate that I'm saying this. I'm going to go to hell. But I give a significant amount of charity, and a lot of rich people do. A lot I know of people they do. are real yes. good, and they're not all, you know, and Oprah's good, too. Yeah. But I wanted her to talk about capitalism, because well, that's, that's why we're in trouble. Well, maybe- By the way, nice backpedaling pussy. Oprah's good, too. She's like, shit, I, I, I want to be on Oprah's show. Gotta, I gotta just pro- want to talk about capitalism because that's why we're in trouble. This was exactly what this other asshole said. Maybe this, she doesn't feel like it. She has a new, uh, you know, a new network, so maybe she'll do it over there. I hope so. Well, let's hope so. Okay, now, you're also a big supporter. Let's hope so. Okay. That's so enough. Roseanne was on a special Anderson Vanderbilt Cooper 360 with Ted Nugent, who also has a book out called uh, Ted White and Blue. And those two agreed. Roseanne and Ted Nugent were in agreement with each other on a lot of stuff. I had to turn it off. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's mind-boggling. It was, yeah. It was quite mind-boggling. I'm like, well, wait until you get to the part where he pours deer urine on himself and goes bow and arrow hunting. Maybe you're a little different there. But they never got to it. It was like, but you know, they have books to promote. When you're promoting a book, then it's like you don't make waves and stuff. I don't know. It was, it was weird. Huh. Very weird. You know, it's Anderson. You, know, you don't make, you don't make problems on Anderson because he's keeping you honest. <laughs> be careful, man. Anderson, we got to get that little clip. Keeping you honest. He says it all the time. Fair right. and balance. Keeping you honest. All these little buzz phrases. Ours is the Mavericks of media. Was it the Mavens? No, Mavericks. Mavericks. <laughs> the Mavericks of media. <laughs> you got to do yeah. your your sucking sound. Wait. The Mavericks. Of, wait. <laughs> well, wait. 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 The Mavericks of Media. So, quick trip around Gitmo Nation. Um, of course, we already talked about the uh, the drone and uh, the Commerce Department with uh, Gary Locke, the Chinese spy. Um, 
getting this uh, cybersecurity ID thing rolling, so keep your eye out on that. Gitmo Nation East, a fantastic video from Virgin Atlantic. You have to see this. It's uh, You can see it on YouTube. In this video, uh, it's, it's, got, it's got like an all-seeing eye, chemtrails, Masonic hand signals, pyramids, five-pointed stars, phallic symbols, and my favorite, people going through the naked body scanner and dancing. It is amazing. You have to see this video. You will crack up. So wow. they pass by the, the body scanner and you see them in their underwear and they're like dancing and all happy and stuff. It's nuts. Like Richard Branson is New World Order. Uh, then we have a big story of, uh, out of Gitmo Nation Deutschland uh, where uh, Germany detected uh, illegal dioxin levels in poultry products. Dioxin, of course, is not good for you, John. What is a dioxin? What is it used for? Uh, I don't know how it's used for anything. I know it's a byproduct of, the, of degradation of various types of chemicals, uh, uh, mostly uh, pesticides, I believe. And um, let's see what it's used for. Let me, get, let me grab the Merck index. I, I have uh, dioxins are contaminants that often result from industrial combustion, and exposure to them at high levels is linked to an increased incidence of Cancer. Yeah, no, it, well, it's bad, bad stuff. So it's been found uh, in eggs, as you would say, eggs. Eggs. Uh, South Korea, Slovakia have banned the sale of German imports. Uh, Britain found uh, dioxin in uh, their uh, uh, cakes that uh, had eggs from Germany. Uh, Gitmo Nation lowlands, dioxin from Germany. So everyone's uh, getting poisoned there, thanks to uh, Gitmo, no- Gitmo Nation Deutschland. In the lowlands, by the way, no problem poisoning themselves. Huge fire uh, just outside of Rotterdam uh, in a chemical factory. And, of course, uh, everyone was like, oh, don't worry, it's no problem. Uh, just stay indoors. <laughs> the factory housed uh, a large stash of Monsanto's uh, Roundup Ready. <laughs> <laughs> you are so going to die. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, we are, um, we are definitely keeping our eye on the air quality, the official said. Oh, my God. It's horrible. They had this huge poisonous cloud floating over. Yeah, it's probably no coincidence. Yeah. Uh, what else happened in the lowlands? Oh, six of the ten coffee shops will be closing thanks to the new government. Now, coffee shops, of course, is where they don't sell coffee, but where they sell weed. So that's all over. The, how many? You, really? In Amsterdam? Uh, uh, countrywide, but I have the exact numbers for Amsterdam, if you give me a second here. This is from the People's uh, Newspaper. That's kind of ridiculous. What's the point? Well, it's Europe. We have to harmonize. We've, we've got to close. We've got to get rid of it. You can't have drugs in one country. <clears throat> and uh, and no drugs in the rest. Why not? In the United States, because supposedly the EU is a federal system bullcrap. Uh, and in the United States, we have one state, Nevada, that, or Nevada, depending on what part of the Nevada you're from, <laughs> yeah. uh, which has legalized prostitution statewide where they don't have that anyplace else. I would not argue with you, but of course, that is not really true. You need to shut up, slave. Slave states shut up and do what they say in Brussels. Alternately, in I'm Luxembourg. surprised that the Dutch put up with this crap. Oh, but well, listen, they're breathing Roundup Ready and drinking fluoride. What do you mean? They're like what? What? And if they all went out and got their flu shot, they're completely drugged, except for the human resources on listen to our show. How many uh, <clears throat> coffee shops do you think Amsterdam has? I have the number here. 
How many did they have? How many do they have currently that sell weed? Uh, quote. Well, when I would, last time I was there, which was a couple of years ago, I re, I can almost remember at least a do, at least a, oh, at on. least a dozen all, or more. All of Amsterdam, it's a lot more than that, obviously. Well, but maybe fifty. <clears throat> Two hundred and twenty-three. Okay, well, that's a lot. According <clears throat> the uh, according to the new regulation, one hundred and eighty-seven of them will have to close. Why? Oh, because uh, they're not allowed to have a coffee shop within 350 meters of any school zone. Huh. Which is uh, 350 meters. That's like 1,000 feet. I find it hard to believe that 187 of them are within 1,000 feet of a school well, zone. It's a city. Must, the school zone may be a... Yeah, well, it's a city. And it's, yeah, it's well, all kinds of schools. Yeah, and it's like you've got the University of Amsterdam as a school. You know, they've got all kinds of... Got a whole, the whole city is a campus. It's over. And, of course, they still have the weed uh, credentials, the weed... Uh, they call it the weed pass. So you get a passport to go get weeds. To go weed... <laughs> to get your weeds. <laughs> ID, please. Show me your papers. You can smoke some weed. So, anyway. Interesting. That's Gitmo Nation Lowlands. Then we have uh, Gitmo Nation Sweet Butts, <clears throat> which is Brazil. Uh, they just actually launched their new national ID card. Hey, this kind of blows uh, us moving to Brazil, John. Uh, the national, uh, December 30, 2010, uh, the uh, national ID card from the Civil Identity Registry uh, was launched in Brazil. Uh, the issuance of the new ID cards, all Brazilians are each registered under a unique national number, which is tattooed on their arms. Oh, I'm sorry, I made that up. Uh, which will avoid registration of individuals in more than one state. The card will become will come with a chip containing the person's fingerprints, internal revenue service number, voter card number, information on gender, nationality, date of birth, and uh, photograph signature and the issuing registrar. The new ID card has 17 security features designed to, designed to deter fraud. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, I almost forgot the biggest news. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Um, the, they now are, um, saying that, uh, <clears throat> we need to chip our elderly in the lowlands because, uh, you know, they get confused and we have to be able to find them. So we're, uh, they want, <coughs> they want to set it up so that, uh, above a certain age you get chipped <laughs> <laughs> and sold as beef. <laughs> Here's half an elderly for you. Soylent Green is people. <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good to freeze them. It's just unbelievable. Uh, so that I think is the uh, the trip around Gitmo Nation. Then I have one final clip. I've been waiting to play this for the entire show. And this, um, I, I think it actually um, corroborates my research from the last program we had uh, regarding the uh, dugs and uh, the birds and uh, being uh, crushed in midair and falling to their peril and their deaths uh, in the region. I love the new theories that are coming out. Well, this is still my theory. This is still the harp theory. This is not a new yeah, theory. You, well, this, yeah, which you should have brought up the first time, but you know. Well, excuse me for like having to go through all the disinformation. But uh, here, so this is my. Theory. By the way, have you heard the have you heard the bad eyesight theory? <laughs> no, <laughs> they, they, they went. They didn't eat enough carrots. What is it? 
basically it goes like this <laughs> apparently the black apparently they have a lot they have red wing blackbirds in particular and have kill offs constantly mm-hmm. because sure. they're uh, they they fly in a very tight formation because they 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 have bad eyesight they can barely see anything right. and the leader bird who's leading the way sometimes gets confused and he runs he'll like run into a into the side of a mountain and all the birds will follow him right in like uh, kind of like the thunderbirds air force jets when they crash every so often and they can't stop themselves and so it's like lemmings and so it, this happens apparently a lot with blackbirds or with red-winged blackbirds right. in particular but they, they have bad eyesight right right Perhaps because of the... Entrails. And then again, anyway. perhaps not. Anyway, oh, so so I, I kind of went back to the harp thing because of the new Madrid fault uh, and uh, my belief that uh, uh, in May somewhere, that's when we have the, uh, the national level exercise 2011, which uh, surrounds the new Madrid fault, which is right there in BB, Arkansas, and Louisiana, this triangle... Where these birds were all uh, fell out of the sky because I think that uh, harp was uh, cranking up and the birds basically ran into the force field of harp and uh, they got crushed. Here's uh, a little news report which comes from KTHV Little Rock, Arkansas. Everybody in the morning to you uh, that corroborates my theory. In several parts of the world are still making headlines. The bird kill in Arkansas is on almost everyone's radar. No, literally, it actually shows up on radar. New at 10 tonight, KHV's Lauren Clark joins us now to explain. Lauren? Well, as today our own Ed Buckner pointed out an interesting image from the radar screen taken New Year's Eve above BB when the birds fell. We took it to the National Radar, excuse me, the National Weather Service in North Little Rock to see if they could give any more information about the spot. Oh, by the way, this is local news, which really sucks. So it's kind of like, uh. There are some indications that we're picking up a non-precipitation target. Uh, has some uh, similarities to, uh, say, like a, a collection of birds. This radar image is from around 10 p.m. New Year's Eve. Science and operations officer at the National Weather Service, Chris Bonanno, tells us Arkansas had lots of busy weather that particular night, but nothing after sunset. So what you're seeing on the screen is this big blotch, stationary blotch, right, right in the area where the birds, the dugs, uh, were crushed, and it's not moving. It's just a stationary big spot on the radar. It's not uncommon to see actually birds on the radar, especially in the spring and the summertime. He estimates this spot to be between 1,300 and 1,400 feet above ground and points out how it doesn't move as most clouds or rainstorms would. Uh, and when you see the higher selectivities, that's indication of a stronger uh, or higher energy being returned to the radar. Ooh, higher energy being to return to the radar. What, so higher than it's sent out. John, how, how is that possible, do you think? So there's higher energy returning from the radar than was sent out. What could that be? And, and the birds have radar. What's, what's that? The birds have oh, radar. Oh, birds had radar. Right. Okay. This is usually these higher reflectivities indicate very heavy rain or perhaps hail. And the bright color is just too strong to blame it on bugs or smoke. But Arkansas Game and Fish officials say witnesses told them the birds were flying low that night, hitting everything from cars to mailboxes. <laughs> That's your lead bird theory. <laughs> I hit a mailbox. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dead bug. So while we know what it's not, it's not a precipitation occurring. The National Weather Service cannot definitively say what it is. Okay, so it's not precipitation. It's not birds or bugs. It's not smoke. It's uh, returning higher energy than the radar sending off. Hmm. 
And the weather service here in Little Rock even fielded a call from a TV station in Germany about this radar image. Liz? Very interesting, Lauren. Thank you. Now, now listen, listen to her comeback. It's very interesting, Lauren. That's really phenomenal. Now, let's just wrap it all up. Thank you. We'll be talking about this topic more on our shows tomorrow on today's THV This Morning at 6.45 a.m. Arkansas game and fish biologist Karen Rowe explains why they say a loud noise like from fireworks is to blame. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. They just dropped it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's fireworks. <laughs> It kills me. Funny enough, just you want you want like a, a just crazy number thing. So remember that. Oh, t- why not? Yeah, remember that clip I played of the uh, be informed, be ready, have a plan. So right, the uh, the bogus. But oh, I never you never let me tell my earthquake story. Yeah, well, you can tell it right after I do this. So in in this, uh, they've got a couple of these PSAs in the video of them. I think we talked about this one. Uh, your world is turned upside down, and you see this whole family, and they're floating upside down. I guess the house turned upside down, and the clock says five eleven, which would be May eleven, which is exactly the date of the NLE two thousand eleven. The what? The national level exercise is on five eleven. Oh, oh. Hmm. Mm. All right. Why don't that's you? Uh, that, that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. So why don't no, you? No, I mean it's really a stretch. It's, that, that's the crackpot in you. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I got uh, in the show notes for those of you uh, who would like to go check it out. We've got a whole bunch of Haiti stories, which we didn't get to. Uh, of course, uh, news about uh, Louisiana being completely oil contaminated still, which no one is talking about. Why would we? Because we've got. Tragedy in Tucson. Uh, thank you. We've got uh, 3,500 uh, impaired drivers uh, trapped in uh, Seattle. I mean, you're neck of the woods there. Uh, we have a great research from uh, our Minuteman. Uh, who was our Minuteman? I can't remember. I, I left out his name. On the Mystery Missiles. Uh, also, a uh, Minuteman research on uh, Harp. So there's all kinds of groovy stuff in these show notes at noagendashow.com. That's part of why you actually uh, support this show is because of these show notes. It's a great the resource. Show notes are, uh, people, if you use the show notes, which a lot of students should, because yeah. it's great stuff to drive people crazy, especially with papers that you know incorporate some of this information, which is all public information. We're not writing these stories. Uh, God forbid. No, we do this show, and we 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 based on other people's work. I mean, so we're 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 actually a meta show, yeah. uh, which is kind of shocking because you think somebody else could do this sort of work, but apparently nobody's no, interested. It's too hard to go to Wikipedia. It's too hard to look <laughs> things up. Well, what's happened? What, what has happened though, which which these other shows don't have, is we have a, a, a relatively large community of people who are awake and watching and not drinking the fluoride. By the way, you can get tons of non-fluoridated toothpaste. Uh, it is available. I suggest you use that. Um, and uh, they, you know, they're looking at stuff, and they're picking it up, and they're sending it in, which is why we have to go through hundreds of news stories and watch C-SPAN so you don't have to. Magic numbers. Uh, wife, convicted of, uh, wife of convicted felon Thomas Parenteau sentenced in Ohio to 33 months in prison. Uh, bed shortages in Northern Ireland hospitals. 33 people die of bird flu. And 33 women raped in the Democratic Republic of Congo. 33? 33, yep. Some 33 women raped in the Congo. Yep. 
What is what are they why are they toying with us? I don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And of course we still anxiously await who was going to uh be the new spokeshole for uh, the president uh with Robert Gibbs gone. Can't wait to see who shows up. They're thinking it's going to be a, a journalist. No. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's like they probably is going to be an established journalist who has a good rapport with the Ministry of Truth. <laughs> it's true. Well, that could be anyone. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Did you want to do your earthquake story before we leave? Nah, I'll do it next time. Really? Are you sure? I'm happy. Well, all I was going to say when you when it was pertinent mm-hmm. was that this bull crap, and you hear you know all these you know all these other you know there's a lot of podcasts and there's a lot of TV shows with the you know oh get the your supply of food and water just in case a disaster happens, uh-huh. and, you know, like an earthquake. And I'm I'm always thinking, so we have let's say we have a massive ten point quake here in uh, northern Silicon Valley, and it just knocks everything out for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's going to take weeks to fix. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just get in your car and go to Reno? <laughs> and check into a hotel and, and gamble a little bit and buy your food up there. I mean, I don't get it. What are you supposed to do? Stay you always, here? You always told us, Mickey remembers it, but I remember you told her where to go. You said, if something happens, get in your car and go, and I forgot where it was, like Sacramento? It was Sacramento. Sacramento, right. You said, go to Sacramento. And she's always remembered that. She's like, if something happens, I'm driving us to Sacramento. Well, from where you are, you can go to Palm Springs. Right, to the desert. It'd be beautiful which there. Which is where I'd go if I was in yeah. Southern California. Just get in the car. Because nobody's going to, I mean, the freeway, there's nothing, I mean, the bridge might be down or something. It might be a little, you know, it might take a back road. But just leave town. What do you want to get? Instead, What's your you're going to have a bunch of stuff yeah. in your in your basement. Who cares? And you're going to yeah. eat a bunch of dried food in the dark because you know you're. What's the point? It's pointless. <laughs> yeah. All right, everybody. Um, enjoy the rest of your week with uh, tragedy in Tucson. And uh, your Mavericks of Media will uh, return on uh, Thursday for another uh, No Agenda show. And uh, throughout the week, of course, we'll be working on the No Agenda stream, noagendastream.com. Working out, uh, there's a lot to work out. But it's turning into a pretty excellent resource to listen to. John, while you were in Vegas at CES, were there any car radios with, like, wireless reception like like not not that i saw i mean there might be uh, i didn't crap. go to that section of the show Everyone's, it's they're all like internet tv internet tv what about internet radio yeah that yeah i know they got to get up to speed on this stuff that's for sure yeah well <laughs> the human resources are there doing it that's for sure i right, coming to you from the hilltop watchtower crackpot command center where i have plenty of storable food i am adam curry and from northern silicon valley where it's more than cold it's chilly I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, right here on No Agenda.